A Hero's Journey is, by its nature, a podcast filled with spoilers. We recommend reading the book beforehand and then diving into the episode, but proceed at your own risk. Hi, and welcome to A Hero's Journey, a literary podcast. I'm your host and Judge Jack, and this week we have something a little bit different. Like the last time we went uh, to the world of Randland, we went on to Leafcast's live show, Tavern Talk. You can check out the full episode in the link below, as it's got some visual humor, thanks to our wonderful hosts. But if you're only interested in the audio, we've got that right here. Thank you so much.
Hey, brother. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Switcheroo. Oh, this is an exciting tavern talk. How are you doing? What is going on? I'm confused. Dan, are you okay? Did you have a head injury? No, I just wanted to uh, to really focus on today's show. There's, You can see there's little sparkly things on there. It's, it, these are designed to absorb knowledge. And so I thought it was important. I don't bring it out very often. It's pretty pretentious for me to absorb everyone's knowledge. Oh, that's but, a, oh is that your hair angry all? It's my, oh, well done. Well done. <laughs> yes. I, geez, I think we just, everyone is now leaving the show. All right, let's open the tavern door. All right. Yes. Normally, imagine all these like heavy people talking and a, a flautist playing the same line for two hours straight. But we're not going to do that because we have a special episode. We have a podcast joining us. It's called A Hero's Journey. Yeah. We've had them on before where we analyzed book three with them. And now we are moving on to book two. Wait. Well, book four. <laughs> I do went backwards. Do you, want, do you want my hat? Yeah, <laughs> we gotta work that out. Maybe. I'll... All right. So yeah. So uh, book four, and we are going to discuss the shadow rising through the lens of a hero's journey. And this is some of the most fun episodes we've done because Dan and I just get to sit back and basically mock and judge and let the smart people look smart. So we're gonna yeah. look. We're gonna be smart vicariously, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so guys at home, watch us kick back, and please welcome, from A Hero's Journey, Alex, Zach, and Jack. That was a good rhyme, Dan. I just, it was on the fly, my guy. Oh my gosh, I can't stop. <laughs> Let's arrange. All right, here we go. Hi, y'all. Hey, everybody. Hi. Uh, Welcome. Smart might be too strong a word for it, but uh, we collectively uh, are a hero's journey. I'm Jack, our normal host and judge, though this week that will be you guys and our wonderful audience. Yes. Hey, everybody. I'm Alex. I'm Zach. Uh, each week, we normally look at a new book, follow one character through, and see how they line up with Joseph Campbell's monomyth, which is 17 story beats. I don't know why I'm looking at my mic like that's what I'm talking to. I'm talking to you guys. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, those are story beats that Campbell argued appeal, appear throughout just about every story. We've kind of reinterpreted them in our search for a modern hero, which we've drawn a cutoff for at hitting 12 points. This week, we're going to do something a little bit differently with you guys. Uh, if you want to ch watch us way overanalyze Matt's journey in this book, we've got an episode over on our show doing that. But That'll this be out week, on Tuesday. Yes. It's out on Tuesday, we'll have an episode uh, looking at Matt. But this week, we're going to look at A Shadow Rising as a whole. Uh, the three of us are going to pitch points to our hosts and judge, Ryan and Dan, as well as the chat. And you guys are going to rule on a winner for which one of us picked the best point for uh, lining up with Campbell's journey or 
our, uh, again, modern interpretation of Campbell's journey because we occasionally disagree with Campbell and we're pretty sure we're right. <laughs> okay. We, we is a bit heavy handed. Hey guys, I'm a Campbell purist. I did not know you're going to be modernist reinterpretation. I might have to protest. Uh, you know, well, this. Oh, I was going to say you taking seventeen to twelve. That's kind of condensed Campbell's. Um, oh, well, we're, we're only looking for twelve. Uh, yeah, we, you we really. To, you, you look at all seventeen, but you you have to meet the twelve to be considered more hero than not hero. Okay, I was trying to make a soup joke. Uh, <laughs> condensed Campbell. Oh, yeah. went, yeah, right, right. For uh, yes. for smart people, that went right. Over yeah, bring it right around hands. again later, and we'll laugh at it. <laughs> okay, time. okay, okay. Just Not fair right now, warning. Just, yeah, fair yeah. warning. Yeah. I mean, who's the last person to eat a soup that comes from a metal can? Uh, I did. I had some uh, some progresso. Uh, yeah, some chowder. 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 <laughs> yeah, I had good. some uh, Campbell's but, two days ago. Oh, Alex wins. He gets to go first on the board game. <laughs> yes. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Right answer, too. You got it, Alex. Five points. All right. Yep. <laughs> That's always the, the the games have those weird rules. Like, whoever went to a city within the last three weeks gets to, fir- gets to go first or whatever. A city? Oh, shucks. <laughs> Sorry, brother Dan. Ma, they're talking city stuff again. City stuff. All right. Before you guys begin, I want to encourage all of our viewers to go and check out a hero's journey podcast. And I'm going to play for you their two minute, highly professional intro sound, uh, intro trailer. Here's their trailer. How long ago is, how long ago do you guys do this guys? Uh, December ish. Yeah. December ish. So, all right. So here's a pre, I saw the, I saw the December ish, uh, twice. (laughs) All right, Welcome sorry, to I'm sorry. related. I'm your host and judge Jack, and I'm here with my Wiley Witchers. This is Alex, and I'm Zach. Each week, we look at a different book through Joseph Campbell's monomyth. In this brief trailer, we have some spoilers for Red Rising and the Fellowship of the Ring. Typically, we present arguments how a book fits the hero's journey, and then refute them to just fit the time frame. We only have the presented arguments or refuting of those arguments in here. Alex, why do you think there's no refusal of the call for Aragorn? And do you wish, right? Do you wish there had been one at the beginning of this book or the end of the previous one? Oh yeah, so that's something interesting. Um, I don't think that Aragorn has one. This is something we've seen with the more eager heroes. As soon as Aragorn is presented the opportunity to go take back the throne of Gondor, he kind of jumps on it. Um, in in the movies, they play up this like a reluctance but in the lord of the rings actual books i couldn't detect any reluctance from him to take back the throne i don't think that there's any reason there should be one i just uh, i think it's a representative of aragon being a more eager hero <laughs> yeah and i have a quote here from the book but if i think about my teachers my fathers uncle narrow shaped me the most he taught me to dance he taught me how to be a man Perhaps because he knew that would be my future. And though he tried stopping me from being a hell driver, it was his lessons that kept me alive. And that proves to be the case beyond the uh, underneath the crust of Mars, where he's a simple hell diver, although one of great uh, acuity. He, he finds out that the dances that he learned from his uncle proved to be similar to the battle combat tactics that he uses later. <laughs> 
We hope you enjoyed this and can come back and listen to some more episodes where we dive fully into books later. Thank you. Oh my God. How can you not fall instantly in love with these characters? Yeah. Come on guys. Uh, In the story or the characters here on your show? (laughs) No, you guys, bunch of characters. (laughs) So you can find, you can find that anywhere you find podcasts, wherever you're listening to podcasts, you guys know where to get them. Look up a hero's journey. And the, a hero's journey itself is kind of there's a lot out there of a hero's journey. So is there a specific keyword or anything that they can help find? Well, yeah, we're not the podcast about poker players. Yeah, oh. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's still that's still my favorite joke. There is a podcast called A Hero's Journey that's about poker players for some reason. We have never right. figured out why. If you guys want to find us, though, if you search like A Hero's Journey and Wheel of Time, we're going to be one of the first ones to pop up. That would be a good place to look for okay. us. Awesome. Yep, go down awesome. to your local podcast store and just pick up a bushel of Hero's Journey. No, I know. I mean, Jack, I'm, I'm surprised that you're having a hard time with this concept. Like, in my pantheon of heroes, there's, you know... Me? Like, 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 like child neurosurgeons. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> right. Like, and like, um, you know, uh, any special teacher in the world. And then, poker. you know, poker players. Poker yeah. players. Tru- yeah, truly the heroes among us. <laughs> so uh, then I went all in and it, and it worked. Yay. Yeah. I, I cut the Corpus Colossum. <laughs> yeah. Basically in. the same thing. Pretty much. With great poker and playing came, comes great responsibility on the wrists. Seriously, seriously. Yep. Well, that's why you win bracelets to uh, yeah. disguise those arthritic, heavy wrists. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so we are going to be talking about uh, Shadow Rising. It's the uh, fourth book of the series. This is pretty much right after Ran has uh, called himself the Dragon Reborn. He has claimed Kalendor. Uh, and it starts pretty much right in tier. Mm-hmm. Pretty much from there. Uh, so you guys are pretty. Are you going to state the um, the Campbellism, and then and then we're all going, and then you're going to give us all three different examples of what you think is the best of it? Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll try and do that for uh, most of the steps. I think some of them it'll be pretty clear. Like this character has the best step, and we're not going to try and uh, all throw a point out when we have one that does the right explanation for it or the best explanation for it. So, okay. Okay. I think I'm ready. Ryan, you ready? Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm ready, but also chat's telling me a tree saying that not, not all heroes wear capes. Some run around wearing bed sheets. (laughs) 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 How do you analyze a hero wearing bed sheets guys? Captain underpants is probably just a classical hero. Yeah. We haven't got around to him. We just assumed he was 17 out of 17 and moved on. So, there is that Banksy where a child is playing with superheroes and has discarded the Batman and the Spider-Man and is playing with a nurse doll and a doctor. And that I think sold recently for, so he donated it to the hospital. It's a children's hospital. They sold it, I think for like $35 million or something. That's it. Goodness. God. Million. Million wow. and million. mask on your head? Uh, you, uh, uh, yeah. It's my pretty mask. <laughs> when so, I'm going so clubbing, smart absorption. is that your eyes wide shut mask? When I'm going clubbing, baby. <laughs> oh, okay, got it. Thank you. I kind of look like an imp like this. I'm like, ah. 
Yeah. What's up? What's up? Your well, Alex is familiar. Send the reins over to Alex. I think believe yeah. Alex is the uh, the you're the host, correct, of your show. Well, uh, I'm he's not the, the host, host yet, but I'm the driving force. We'll say. Yeah, he's the he's the behind the scenes master. I I do I do all the parroting when we're not live. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and what does Zach do? Not much. He looks pretty. He just, just like puts his face way in the background, so he's, we can't. <laughs> he says, "Jesse." And then the, the algorithms say you need three people on screen, right? Yeah. You know this. Yeah. So where's your where's your where's your third brother? Uh, we have uh, we either have a first time reader, or we generally have uh, Rob from Malkier Talks on with us. Ah, uh, okay. So Rob could call it my puppet, my puppet, and me. <laughs> He has a puppet as well, though, that he calls uh, Gray. Okay. It, yeah, so it's three puppets when he's on. Yeah. Fact story is Gray is our father. He doesn't admit it. He won't. Yeah, he doesn't want to be it. But... It's crazy. Yeah, no, but no, yeah, it's get, a thing. Gotta get that paternity test. <laughs> it's a thing. He come goes on, along with on, it, kind of. You gotta accept responsibility. Yeah, if he hears it, really out there in the, the world. Chat, I don't know if uh, how he's handling this, but that's all right. <laughs> wow. Well, all right, Alex. Uh, all right, boys. Yeah. So our first step in the hero's journey is a call to adventure. This is what's telling our heroes that they are going from the ordinary world into a different world, the world of adventure. So um, for my classic one, I think that both Nynaeve and Elaine get this um, when they are interrogating the dark friends, the black sisters, and they get told hey, um, we have something that's going to harm Rand, and we have something involving, I think it's Taim, one of the false dragons, um, a plan to also harm Rand. So they hear that, and that's their call. Like, we have to do something where we can't go back to the tower, back to our normal lives. Okay. Okay. Are we throwing holes in things yet, or are we, uh, we waiting until presentation? Yeah, right. just present yeah. All right, that's fair. So, uh, like, think of it as like when you're like a WWE like intro. You're coming in hot. Is it, Zach, Zach already veiled himself. He like threw the shoe yeah, on. He's like, "Am I killing it now? No. Okay. No. Can you drop the veil? <laughs> well, Zach's just so used to arguing the uh, the negative. It's what he yeah, digs yeah. into. So you're yeah, entering that's... the ring with a, with a strong argument, and then you guys will duke it out once you're all in the ring. Well, actually, right. you're uh, you're gonna be the ones duking it. You're gonna call us on our shit and make us defend our points. Yeah, we'll do our best. So imagine you back to the poker player. Uh, imagine you're just playing cards with a bunch of friends, uh, and you're making a good chunk of money, and uh, you're just hanging out, and all of a sudden, mind your own business, breaking in the cash. The cards come alive and try to kill you and your friends. Uh, this is something far out of the, the ordinary, something that really makes you go, you know, I've seen some magic stuff, but nothing quite like this. And it it sucks you into another level of adventure, and you really got to figure out what you're doing with yourself. And that's what Matt experiences here at the beginning of the book. So normal day, making some money off some chumps and some, some uh, friends, uh, taken to life or death situation with things straight out of uh, Alice in Wonderland. Fair, fair. Um, <clears throat> I uh, chose to go with Perrin, uh, the true hero of the story, obviously. No no question about that. Um, but Perrin hears some horrifying rumors that uh, our hometown of Two Rivers for all three boys is under attack and realizes that he has to abandon this much larger quest in the pull of Rand to go save something because 
apparently no one else gives a shit about the two rivers anymore. Yeah. So Dan and Ryan, which of these do you think is the best example of a call to adventure? Yeah. Meanwhile, uh, yeah. the chat can also be throwing in their thoughts too, because it'll take us a while to filter into it. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, we, uh, uh, so yeah, chat, we are now going to analyze these three strong arguments. Who had the best call to action? Elena naive. Yep. Uh, Matt. Matt fighting the the playing cards, and Perrin going to the two rivers based on rumors of bad stuff. Uh, though one thing for chat, uh, I am a first time reader of this series, so if you if you're throwing things out there that uh, have future spoilers, oh I'm gonna have to look away. Thank you, Jack. Yeah. Wow. All right. Yeah. Thank so you, limit. Yeah. Please limit. 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 Oh we are God. in we just are Shadow Rising. Plebeians in the world. Yeah. Well done. Well done. Thank you. Uh, so I'll go first. I would say when um, the first when you first introduced it, Alex, I thought of Jack's example. I thought of Perrin getting the call and um, taking matters into his own hands. Um, I, I can agree somewhat with the um, Elaine and Nynaeve. Um, and these are examples of them pretty much instead of reacting, they are choosing to act in my head. Um, Zach, I, I love that scene, but I, I don't think it, it is integral to Matt suddenly um, I don't know, suddenly becoming, uh, pushing the story forward for Matt's um, journey. I think it was just a cool thing that the three Taveran boys had a fight there. The thing that, I don't know, Rand fighting himself, Matt fighting cards, Perrin fighting the axe. These are all like their own personal demons. Maybe Matt's just a gambling a holic, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. So, uh, so like, uh, although to be honest, like to this point, Matt has not had the kind of like mystical, magical world experience that Perrin and Ran have been living in. Like, Perrin's been like wolf, wolfing out in Dreamland, and Ran's been like magically like s summoning it, whatever the fuck, and like Matt's just been going along. <laughs> just randomly having good luck. Now this is the first time, like it seems to be like that kind of magical quality of mm. like danger. Like, you know, so on some level, like I do see that as my first thought was like, wow, I mean, they all had a bubble evil, right? They all did. But if you think about Matt, like mind blowing for Matt, like Perrin and, He's like, oh, I fucking take yeah, it. Baron stride, fights like. his, <laughs> yeah, fights it, wedges like, in the I'm door. I'm and... wolves and shit, bro. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yep. All right, so I, I do also, um, I, my, yeah, my first thought was uh, Perrin going back to uh, Edmondsfield is the true call, uh, hero's uh, call to action. What, wait, yeah, so because he even wanted, hit, you know, Matt to come with him, and Matt's like, fuck that shit. <laughs> Right, so he had to truly go it alone, um, even though he knew he knows that he is connected to Rand. He's already accepted that innately. He's accepted that he's Tavern, then he's gonna have to be there with Rand. It to the last battle, I think that's already been stated. So he's already accepted this as fact. Matt's like in fucking La La Land, but Rand, Perrin's already accepted that. But yet, he's gonna go back and save you know mom and dad and pop and. Cousins, all the Coplins and Congress. Well, that's so whole, that, right, oh, right. Oh, go ahead. 
No, but that, I mean, that's his whole mindset is I'm going to go back and save my family, even though he knows his role is here. He thought his destiny was one way. He said, I need to do this. And so I think that makes Jax the strongest argument. Oh, the advantage of getting my show notes in first pays off. Yes, Ooh. it does. Because <laughs> you guys are like, dang, can't use that one. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, so I don't think that the refusal of the call is as interesting, especially for this book. So um, I'll just tell you guys what it is. And we'll use Jack's point because he is, in my mind, correct. The refusal of the call is after you have this call, you got to go change. Saying no, I'm going to stay here in this normal world. I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. And um, well, Jack, why don't you just tell us what your point was? I think it's actually going to sound funnier coming from you. Okay. What, so uh, what, just, what was my point? It's just <laughs> Matt's personality. Matt does not want to be Taveran. I know you guys said that he accepts it, but there is a long period of time where he's like, I don't want to accept this. I just want to gamble. I just want to run around with girls. So. I think that his personality is a pretty good refusal of the call. So hmm. I have a one that I don't think is quite as strong, but might be a little more nuanced. Uh, I want to look at Tom in his decision to stay with Rand versus go with the girls on their trip. Um, because he says on multiple instances, right, that if he's not around, uh, if he's not around Rand, Rand's going to get overwhelmed by the forces who are trying to influence him. And Tom's really going to be like the guiding hand to help him. But then we see Tom go off with the girls on a separate mission and doesn't involve taking him to the waste. So um, what do, do we think that is him refusing like an overarching call without going too far, like really into to other books or is it right place, right time where he needs to be helping who he needs to. And is that more his call to adventure and less refusing of one call becomes the call to another adventure like parents was in the last instance. I, I think Tom saying that he wants to go with Rand is a refusal of the call to go with Elaine and Nynaeve. Yeah. I think that, that part, that makes sense for me. Hmm. Yeah. Did you guys consider the fact that um, Lord Perrin Golden Eyes uh, does not really like hearing those words said in succession uh, like that? <laughs> yeah, but I, I, I have that noted down uh, later on in uh, for a different point, so that's why I was trying to avoid it here. Okay. okay. So it's a big part of Perrin's arc, but... Yes. Yeah. Uh, okay. Which is funny that you said it like that because... Uh, we uh, we have another character in our show that whenever he's brought up has to be referenced only by his title, who is of course oh, the High King Peter. High King Peter, obviously, uh, from from C.S. Lewis. Everybody else pales in comparison, even though we're several books into the story. Uh, no, no king is High King Peter. I mean, everyone else is king, but they are just not the High King. They got to be put yep. in their place, Zach. I like hiking. It's where you found that owl. Yeah, wait till you meet Hiking Trail. Oof. Oh, God. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> and by the way, chat, a tree and Glenn, the geeky hippie, thanks for commenting. Uh, they agreed with Ryan and Dan that Perrin was the best. Yeah. So for that culture adventure. Um, but let's go on to the next step. It's meeting the mentor. I think everybody kind of knows what this is. It's a pretty classic uh, older person coming in to tell us some more about the world, give us a gift that will help us later. Um, you know, just give advice. It's our classic Merlin 
to Arthur character, that relationship. So for me, I think I'm going to go to the end of the book. Um, and this is going to be kind of weird, but Asmodian and Rand, I think, are a good meaning of the mentor. Uh, not for the Shadow Rising book itself, but for the whole of the Wheel of Time. Because Asmodian is able to teach Rand a lot of skills that otherwise he would have taken a lot of time to, to gain. Um, like traveling, e even in this book when they use the skimming, that's totally different than anything Rand has done before. Right. Uh, but Alex is cheating and therefore disqualified uh, go <laughs> going later into the series. I mean, even if we go to the end of the book. Uh, I, I used an example from the end of the book for, for this reason. Hmm. Yeah. Mm. See, wait, wait, you, you've taken. Wait, go wait, ahead. Wait, this is controversial. What's I'm going to allow it. No, I'm going to. Ryan, Ryan, I'm going to allow it. Oh, oh well, our, I, our judges I, I have spoken. Legit, but I mean, I love. I, I love everyone in this room, and I don't want anyone to feel jaded or left out. <laughs> no, that's 90% of our podcast. So uh, you... they, were just, they were just sniping at Alex by picking one by the end. They're like, nice. We, we're pretty loose in order for Campbell's steps. We'll let, we'll let stuff swap around. But I think this is the first time someone's tried to uh, – Campbell breaks his journey into three parts, uh, a departure, an initiation, and a return. And Alex has grabbed something that is distinctly in the return of this book and is arguing it for a point in the departure, Ooh, which is uh, like a, see, it's yeah. something that we've not had before. It and is the like the very end. Let's see if it pays off for him. I really yeah. want you guys to battle it out a little bit before my, I yeah. make my judgment. Jack, well, that's, that's fair. Jack, do we want to go next? Oh, or? Well, uh, yeah, I can go next. But the, uh, the problem here, and I think part of the reason Alex went so reaching, is that uh, this is a book that at least as a first-time reader, I kind of felt was lacking any, uh, no one gained any new mentors early on. The The best I could come up with is the wise ones for Rand, in, but they're just still really manipulating him. So maybe uh, I'm terrible with the names as a first-time reader. Gull is our clan chieftain that's also oh, helping that's Rand. Ruark. 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 Thank yes. you. Rurik Thar. Gull is with Perrin. Correct. Yeah. But now yes, I'm gonna yeah. get now I'm gonna get bogged down in names if I love myself. But okay. that's okay. Uh, Rurg seems to all actually be offering Rand some genuine help and advice. But Rand Rand's a little jaded when it comes to mentors by this point, I I feel. So he's not he's not really searching for one. Uh, it's funny that you mentioned that because he gets one at the beginning of the book, even uh, when it's revealed uh, to him who Lanfear is uh, at the very beginning when the uh, when the tear is being stormed and the other, uh, uh, um, are you about to claim that Lanfear is a mentor for Rand? She gives he, him he's, he's good advice. Whether or not he chooses to take it is entirely on him. And, uh, and, uh, and she, she did facilitate your whole argument. Her with a, a Asmodian only Asmodian because Lanfear. That's a good yeah. point. Yeah. yeah. We've gotten yes. in trouble before arguing that people are gifts, so we're going to skirt around that. Um, uh, sure. But but... <laughs> on a more concrete note, uh, fail to parent, uh, especially with how they interact back uh, uh, at Three Rivers with uh, the women's circle and, and fail kind of starting to take a, a mentorship role to parent in things that he doesn't have much uh, familiarization with. Uh, I think she could also like be considered bedroom. a mentor. Well, not in well, this yeah, we, we, we cut to oh, black yeah, actually, before we see that yes, part here. Yeah, yeah. Right. fade to black. Right. 
<laughs> Maybe they just cuddled on their wedding night. You can't say for sure, right? Yeah. Good point. Well, you all can't right, say so, for sure to me. All right. So, a chat. We have Alex, who is uh, went went far to uh, Asmodian. We have Zach, who uh, went with. Uh, remind me again. Gosh. I think fail is better than land fail. here, unfortunately. Okay. But even though I like that one more. <laughs> and Jack went with Ruark. Is that? Yeah, Ruark was okay. my uh, final answer. Okay, I, 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 man, as soon as this came up, I thought of Amos. Amy's. Mm -hmm. Hello. She's the Dreamwalker. She's the one who guides Egwin into the the world of dreams, and and without her advice, I mean, she's the whole reason Egwin goes to the waste in the first place. Yeah, uh, I, I'm I, surprised I, you guys didn't bring her up. I think we might just be sexist and have forgotten. I saw you have the wise ones, and I was like, oh, of course he's going to talk about Egwene like, and the wise ones. And you just I wrote that down for Rand. I was not thinking about Egwene's story. So that's where, I went to, that's where I went to. Out of your three arguments, though, hmm. Uh, I think we can. We might just be all able to collectively agree that yours is better in a world oh. point. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we might be going to the judges. Uh, Village did say that Asmodian is the best one. So I, I uh, thank you, Village. Village we do have a vote for Asmodian. That only counts as one. <laughs> that is really no. He's a village. In terms, <laughs> no. in terms it's at least of impact, like it's hard to get into this without getting into the whole like what comes afterwards. But like in terms of impact, it's hard to discern who has the bigger impact. Anis, Amis, what's her name? Anis, Anis, Amos, Amos, famous Amos, famous Amos, yeah, famous Amos who he teaches Egwene some like dream, dreamy shit or uh, and makes them good old dust cookies. Ransom, <laughs> like hocus pocus shit. Like it's hard to see in the end. We don't see it. well. Asmodian doesn't. Uh, we do have him being appointed to Rand, but that's pretty much it. I don't remember at the end of the book what whether he's like, all right, Rand, come here, let me let me teach you anything. Uh, it's the sidewalk. He, he actually says that he's going to be useless as a mentor because by severing his connection to the Dark One, Rand has made sure that Asmodian's gonna go crazy if he tries to teach him. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> oh, and another thing, Lanfear is the one who puts the shielding on him. Uh beyond just saying it was a good idea of Rand's <laughs> original idea, she puts oh. the shielding on him. Yeah. You uh, you pivot, you pivoting back there, Zach? No, I'm still argument. thinking Bale and Perrin. You know, oh, I, oh yeah, so Zach, gosh, I'm so, I, Zach, I'm sorry that you chose Fail because if you chose Landfear, I, I would have picked you if you had done Landfear. <laughs> <well. laughs> I'm switching. That was well, uh, Fail is a burden. Uh, Fail is not a guide. She's a burden. Landfear. She's sent a bird. Alex and yeah. and Fade to defend him, and we got to see a Fade on Fade fucking battle, which is like, hello. Just the fact <laughs> that she did that gives her fucking bonus points. She would even <laughs> give up the Dark One if he would only be with her. Yeah. The dark oh, she'd the... conquer and destroy the Dark One with him. I think it's a little different than giving him up. <laughs> if they could get the... Anyway. Um... We'll, we'll talk about Lanfear again because uh, little spoilers. We're not going to talk about her in the classic Temptress sense, but she will come up in the Temptress. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, so, so, so the the winner is Brother Dan. Good job. Wow. Wow. Yes. I did. Well, sorry, guys. Stole that point. Congrats, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, 
So I think we can talk about the next two steps kind of at the same time, because we, uh, we often find that we blur these together. Uh, we have a hard time trying to pick out these separately. So the crossing of the threshold is supposed to be when the hero enters the world of adventure for the first time, and they should experience some danger here. So um, this is like leaving your village and for, uh, let's say Frodo, leaving the Shire and the Black Riders coming and carrying them across the river. Uh, and then belly of the whale is the step where you can't go back to your normal world anymore. You, you are totally in the world and you've either recommitted yourself or uh, you're so, so stuck in the world of the quest that you can't get back to your normal world. Hmm. Um, so for me, this is a hard one, but I think that Perrin going through the, um, the ways could fit the crossing of the threshold and, uh, Egwene, um, meeting with the wise ones for the first time could be the belly of the whale. Now that she's in the waste, she can't turn back anymore. Yeah, and uh, on that note, actually, one of our easiest determiners for the splitting of the belly of the whale and the crossing of the threshold is normally if you can give a crossing of the th threshold, then you can establish a belly afterwards. So uh, thank you for making my job easier, Alex, because <laughs> my belly of the whale is uh, parent deciding to lead the band and free the prisoners, which since you've given me a crossing of the threshold, I don't have to argue. It's just, it's a good belly. Uh, my crossing of the threshold, I picked... Matt uh, and his choice to step through the portal for the first time uh, just because it's it leads to a point of no going back. But for me, at least, I feel like Matt's not sure what he's getting himself into. And it's definitely a crossing into a new territory. As we talked about, Matt doesn't have as much experience with magic and as our other main cast does. Did you switch from red to white? Mm-hmm. Monster. Zach, I, I <laughs> Sorry. Uh, so I think, and again, my pronunciations are going to be uh, butchering to what they are, and I have no excuse as a first-time reader, but uh, when the girls end up in uh, Tarbaron, Tanchico? Tarbaron? I always got kind of like Ten, a... Tanchico? Is Tanchico? The city? Mm -hmm. Yeah, but Tarbon. I always got like... Tarbon. I always got Tarbon. Tarbon? Pr pronounce it like with a Spanish flair, but I might not be right. Um... I have that as being, uh, you know, the first arrival at the city after they get off uh, the ship is like their belly of the whale. Sorry, is their crossing of the threshold. And then the belly of the whale is the, the first time that they really figure out the the kind of all the problems they're going to have to be facing once now that they're here in the city. The fact that there might be um, forsaken ones there and that the, the queen is in trouble and, and, and all the, and, and all the different kind of sex that exists inside the city, no pun intended, uh, are both the, the crossing of threshold and the belly of the whale. Hmm. Okay. Here, give us a recap here. Yeah. Right, so I feel like, real I feel quick, like, like, so Glenn's saying, did he just say his belly of the whale? Choice was pure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're you're not wrong, but it it sets Perrin down the path of not being able. Right, his original plan was sacrificing himself and resolving his entire conflict. Then, and choosing to go free the prisoners means that he's putting himself into direct confrontation with the White Cloaks and starting him. He can't reverse the path at that point. That's going to lead to him being Lord Golden Eyes. Before that, he could have slipped away, and now uh, he's locked okay. in. 
I, I really am with you, Jack, on your literal crossing the threshold of Matt going into the tang- Terangrio. You know, it, it felt a little bit like cheating to pick a, as you said, a literal threshold crossing. And it's but it, a point oh. we used in our other discussion, Jack. So. You know, no one else, that episode's not released yet. They don't know that. You know, like you guys. From the are, future. Like, why is no one taking the elephant's perspective from this? Some crossing the threshold. Guys, guys, we have a visitor. Slaughtering we have a visitor. This fucking guy with like a laser beam from their like, perineum. Guys, someone, someone's here. Here, put the dishes away. Been, it's been a very long time since we had guests. So you have to <laughs> yeah. excuse They're like, excuse hey, stop. Yo, you're shaking the shit. Hey, you're shaking yeah. the tower. Yeah, hey, we're, so, we're so excited. Three guests in one day. How rude. I, guys, I, have to, I, I am a little surprised that the IEL did not come into this belly of the whale, though. Uh, to me, uh, this is uh, Egwin. <laughs> going to the IEL and being and and more or less trying to be a wise one um, and, and or Rand going and more or less trying to be he who comes with the dawn or a clan chief or whatever he is destined to be um, to me to me crossing into the waste is that belly of the whale as well they mm-hmm. they weren't going to visit they were going to stay um, it definitely is one I think capturing a uh, forsaken is pretty much you're no going back from that. <laughs> That's a good one too. Yes. What do you do with it? <laughs> yeah. What do you do? Like, are you like, okay, well, okay, well, now I have a forsaken. <laughs> I mean, Nynaeve also has the exact same thoughts later on in the book. I've got one. <laughs> what do I do? Yeah. <laughs> um. So Glenn and chat said Rand going to Viridian was what immediately came to mind for him. I think that too. It's just. For me, it's hard to just say if that's um, a belly of the whale moment or if it's one of the trials for him uh-huh, in this yeah. book. It, yep, that is, right. It's very hard for me. I've always considered that actually his more of a meeting with the higher power where the higher power is the collective memory. Uh, so that's, that's what actually, the fuck? Oh, sorry. That's actually oh, sorry. sniping my point that I wrote for our, for our next section. That's exactly I no what I have written down. <laughs> I right can't read, so. <laughs> but uh, everything surrounding Rodin, we talked about uh, a lot in our other episode, and it gets very blended together for multiple characters that go in there. So mm-hmm. I think I think that might have made all of us a little gun shy to bring it up until later. I mean, it is in itself a quest. It is you are you come back. Um, you know, marked different <laughs> from yes. it. Yes, you you are physically altered. Yeah, it every is life stream yeah. come out of it different. It's like it is you level up there, and it yep. seems that everyone does, or they don't come Brother back. Brother Dan, do you think Jack and and Zach and Alex are going to be like? Is this the the Ruidian? Uh, <laughs> no, I think I think you're the snake people, and I'm the fox people. <laughs> You got your hat so you, oh, does that mean that you're gonna have to answer oh. us questions, Ryan's and Brother Dan? Did you bring us some gifts? Uh, oh. yeah, yeah. Guys, I have some beer for you. Here, 
<laughs> and uh, yeah, so many I, gifts. I got gifts coming out of my ass. <laughs> There's Daniel giving finger bangs. Here's some highlighters. There you go. These are not the gifts I was come to expect, but maybe not. They're not the gifts that uh, that we deserve. Uh, no, that we need, but they're maybe the gifts that we deserve. Brian is obviously the best. Listen, Dan here is the man. Brian is obviously the best. Listen, Dan here is the man. No, I'll stop. Here's a Harry <laughs> Potter wand. There you can have that. A Harry yeah. Potter wand. Um, I have a question for Brother Dan about his. Tape. Why not me? Well, it's because it was his point, and you don't seem to be bringing much to the table today, Ryan. So, right. Uh, oh. right, let's get closer. <laughs> get him a for choice. our uh, for our belly of the whale here. It, what kind of dangers do you think are facing uh, Egwin and Rand in a in a they're aware of it sense by going into the waste, right? They're being accompanied by locals who are there to explain all the customs. It seems like the most that Egwin is really, you know, facing on a danger perspective is getting her her hide beat by the wise ones. Well, uh, because joining the IEL to me is almost like joining the military. You uh, you sign in and you are in you're in it to win it. You uh, I mean I guess you can leave, but um, that's not the point. It was it, them actually arriving for their basic training, kind of. Especially Egwin, um, to me uh, was her putting on the seatbelt and saying, "Okay, I'm going to be a dreamwalker." Yeah, I, I'm. Yeah, to further Brother Dan's point, we have argued uh, a lot that mindset can influence this. So with Egwene's mindset of, I'm going to be a dreamer, she can't turn back now that she has access to those tutors. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And is filled with danger, as we uh, we learn all the time. All right, guys, we need to stop everything and talk to Lola J. New name. <laughs> Hi, new Lola. Name, new name. Beer, beer, beer. And, th- and thanks for the PSA. You know what? I had forgotten that I can actually prevent a forest fire. Hello, I'll be, I'll be right back. <laughs> Hello, Olay It worked. It worked. I did right, it. We love you. No. Uh, like and subscribe. <laughs> Whoa, what? <laughs> Zach might be a big fan of bears. You, you think I'm a totem? I'm not a totem. I'm no, a... no. The, the only... No, puppet? It's reminding. <laughs> Although... It, this book does take a slight, not different turn, but I hadn't really ever considered the Aiel through like a Native American lens, which maybe right, I should have. So Lola J with the blue rose and the howdy. I think you're in the you're the blue rose of Texas. Yeah, I have a new crush. That uh, that's such a pretty rose. <laughs> like a, like a Frida Kahlo. <laughs> All right, so that finished out our uh, first of the three phases of the hero's journey. That was the initiation. That's um, you know being introduced to this world of the quest. And now we're, uh, sorry, that was the departure. And now we're going to be in the initiation, <laughs> being fully introduced to the ro- the quest. Um, did we determine first- Did we determine who was the uh, the uh, best? I think Alex was trying to sneak away without you guys declaring a winner. He's trying to pat his own score here. Uh, <laughs> hold on, hold on. So let's see. We have uh, Belly of the Whale. Belly of the Whale. I don't think it's parent. <laughs> oh, that hurts. It's the girls in the city. Uh, Ryan. I think it's 
it, it, Billy the Whale is just fail like marriage. The parent is the bell of the world. She can't get out of that. Joseph Campbell did say it's also like a ball and chain, right? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that, that, <laughs> just that, that, kidding. that wasn't. <laughs> well, that was Seinfeld. Oh, that's right. In the immortal words of Hulk Hogan, Amen, brother. Amen. You, uh, you know me, G. Um, God, I already love Lola LJ. All right. It's just an, it's just another person who's in the chat who wanted to get some extra love and change their username. So Zach, Zach, yes, yeah, yeah, and we, yes, Zach, obviously. But what that's else all right. I want to point out, obviously, I'm a puppet. What do you? What, what else? <laughs> and uh, let's get some yeah. points here. Let's get some affirmation. That's why we all do podcasts and YouTube channels. So yeah, to uh, to refresh, Alex, do you want to just quickly throw out your two? We can just throw out our two points again and uh, force them to make a ruling for us. Yeah, yeah. sure. So uh, my crossing of the threshold was Perrin through the um, through the ways, and then my belly of the whale was Egwene meeting the wise ones. And as Axis resop sides, do you want to go next? Oh Jack, yeah, because Jack, that wait, you sense. went first and. Alex still came up with that. <laughs> That's a strong. Oh, Jesus. Alex, strong. Like, go on, Zach. So, uh, Tenchiko in uh, Torboron uh, is where the girls end up, and they've both they have the physical crossing of the threshold, getting to the city, and then uh, once they're there, they have all the danger there within the the belly. Uh, I'm going. I'm going with Jacks, and Matt's going through the the literal threshold, and I'm going with Alex's belly of the whale. Rig, sweet. Sorry, Zach. You got you got swept out. Yeah, apparently. You got to choose one, bro. All right, Jack. What's yours again, Matt? No, you missed two steps. It's two steps. two steps. But I, my crossing of the threshold, I had Matt stepping through the portal and uh, Perrin choosing to free the prisoners. Is it belly? Oh yeah. yeah. No, I, I agree with brother Dan. You're right. So one point for Zach. E. No, no points for Zach. No one's awarded him no any points. points. Yeah. And minus minus Keep point for Ryan. Head. Get my my hopes up, <laughs> but hey, hey, the the night's still young, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think right, Zach's uh, nihilist. I've been trying to figure out how to like what is Zach's like philosophical bent. I think it's nihilism. That's sarcasm's less of a philosophy and more of a way of life yeah, for like him. Nihilism, <laughs> nihilism filled with like a little uh, like a um, mean gene Oakland. <laughs> Alex, how uh, how are we handling this next step? Because it's a little convoluted. Yeah, so the road of trials is typically, you know, like 60 to 70% of the book. Um, we're not going to try and do that. We're going to pick one thing. And uh, classic hero's journey, there are three trials that the hero goes on. So we're just going to pick one character and one of their trials um, for this. And the important thing about the trials is a change has to happen. The characters can't come out of this trial with the same personality, the same beliefs that they went into it with. Mm -hmm. uh, so for me, this is Rand going through the columns in Ruidian because he changes his entire thought process about the Aiel, and then he comes out with the markings of the uh, Karakarn, he who comes with the Don. Solid. Solid. Came out big. Well, Do you think that the, the idea that him coming out and marking is being like a passive thing? is important in, in, in this state? Uh, well, it's important for me in the next step that we're going to discuss where I have that as my point. But uh, yeah, no, point, no that was my point that you wrote down. Uh -huh. I'm sure, Zach. 
Um, for the purposes of the trial, I think that uh, Perrin uh, accepting the mantle of leadership within the uh, within the Three Rivers is probably the biggest change we see from a character in the book, and uh, it's one that he had to experience firsthand, seeing what was happening in his hometown. Uh, before he was willing to accept the fact that, yes, he isn't the person that he used to be, and now he's got leadership and responsibilities. Uh, from the like the when they start fending off the first attacks is probably, um, and they're they're preparing for all that is probably the first concrete uh, point of that, where all the people who he used to look up to as a as a kid are now deferring to him in judgment. And he gets married. Well, yeah. <laughs> That's no, I, no, well, that well, no, it's still during the two rivers part, right? Yeah. Oh, who said lame? There's so yeah, I it, that was what that was my thought too, Zach. You're coming out strong. Is it uh, way to rebound? This is right now. You're in the lead as far as I'm concerned. Uh, I also went to the well of Perrin. Uh, I was going a little more specifically. I wanted to talk about his first loss, uh, that ambush that he tries to stage that backfires, and he kind of comes out of that with. Uh, also, I went with uh, his better understanding of leadership, but sort of the real consequences that he's facing here, yes. uh, that stuff's real and that these people, right, as Zach said, that these people look up to him, but also that he's in, responsible for their lives, which is a new, a relatively new position for him. Perrin, a bit like Matt, had been operating solo. So, his responsibility had been to him and his group. Well, still, Hi, Glenn. his group, his group has just gotten bigger. And to further Jack's point a little bit, um, typically the hero can fail one of these trials. Uh, what we decided is you can fail one as long as you hit, make the other two. So um, I'm assuming that Jack had two other trials in mind for Perrin that he made, but we didn't get to talk about them. And I'll never have to mention them out loud. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> one is his erectile dysfunction. <laughs> he got over it, probably. <laughs> All right, go on. Well, let me toss this out there. Could it uh, would Rand not being able to revive that girl be one of these trials, or would it fall elsewhere? So it happens a little bit early from our perspective, from where we normally mark things. That's still solidly in what we would talk about as Rand's departure. But accepting the limits of his power definitely fits with our normal trial and lesson formula. So I would have said so. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Zach, you look a little contemplative down there in the <laughs> yeah, left hand corner. I was trying to think of, well, I was trying to relate it to Aragon, in which if he had healed her, she would just come back some like crazy aging <laughs> girl who had like weird powers. Uh, but then I also started to think about the, the raw power that's available to Rand. And when we start to think about the limits of his power, we have to think about it like in the immediacy and not in a long-term or with extra power-ups because, you know, we see him, especially in his fight with Asmodian later, the amount of raw power that he's accessing, he probably could have brought the girl back, but yeah. He says as much. Yeah. It was possible he could have done it. Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, should he have then? No. Yeah. There's a fault. It's not possible. <laughs> Ryan, Ryan, that reminds me of the uh, gospel according to Jesus Christ, where yeah. he it, he decides not to raise Lazarus because someone should not be forced to die more than once. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. yeah. All right. Yeah, that's Pablo Neruda. You guys should do No, that. no. It's uh, Jose Saramago. Jose, yeah. Good. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> no, you got it? 
Scott early said that I won. Does anyone in chat have a? What, what do you think? Alex, 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 Alex grabbing Alex the first here. opinion that agrees. What with kind you? of paid actors are in this chat? <laughs> I um I I will say that I was leaning towards Zach's um when when you first proposed it, and his argument did not deter me from that. Uh, I'm kind of leaning towards Zach right now. You guys can try to convince me otherwise. I'm open minded. I got my. You got your close minded hat on. I got my disco close minded hat. Uh, I mean, I can try and convince you that I thought Perrin's uh, failure taught him more than his first success. But outside of that, I, I, yeah, I clearly agree with Zach quite a bit. We're both focused yeah. on Perrin growing don't and changing. Don't try to stymie me off my, my solo point. <laughs> you know what? I'm giving you a point, Zach. Yeah. Point for Zach. Point for right. Zach. I'm gonna try a race market Ugh. over my. Candy. But the yeah. chat, the chat. I don't mind if the chat gives their own points. If the chat overwhelmingly thinks that Alex is right or is it, or Jack, um, you get half a point because it's not as quite as important as mine. One check mark. In the uh, Ryan, did you have a, a ruling for us? Because uh... well, what is that? What remind me? What Alex's argument was? Wrong. So mine was uh, Rand and Ruidian oh, going through the columns. Yeah. That one. No, that's a higher power moment. It's a meeting with a higher power, but no, we'll get to that no, next. No, no. no, I mean, like, no, no, like, well, I mean, if you think that Rand needed to make choices afterwards, like, you can get an info dump and either make and ignore it or not. He chose to not ignore it. That's that's it. Like, he was well. No, there's really no choice for him to knowledge. ignore it. There's no choice for him to ignore it because if he does ignore it, then all the chiefs just know that he didn't. Like they're gonna think he didn't actually accomplish what he was supposed to in Ruidin, which is why they don't follow the other guy whose name I've forgotten. Kuladin. Kuladin, because he didn't actually experience the thing, therefore they know he didn't actually complete the quest. Mm. Yeah. Mm. No, well, I, if I, there I, if, I, if I, there I, is I, a meeting with a higher power, then this one I would say Ruidian probably would May go into that slot instead. Yeah, meaning Asmodian is a higher power for Rand. Yeah, but no, he goes and and becomes enlightened. You know, he he gets all juiced up. Well, so if we uh, if we want to give that one to Zach and move on to our meeting with a higher power, yeah, we got you, Zach. Zach, I'm proud of you, buddy. Yeah, He's I'm on the board. Like, I'm glad some discussion. Is. I'm punching Good you in the discussion. shoulder like, "Hey, at a boy." Uh, a little, little lighter next time. <laughs> All right, sorry. <laughs> so our next step, as uh, Jack and Zach have hinted at, is a meeting with a higher power. This is where a gift is given to our hero that will help them later in the quest, and it's specifically um, for us. Usually, someone who comes in gives a gift and then is gone from the rest of the journey. Uh, they don't reappear later. It's not like the mentor. The mentor can come back in and weave throughout the story, but the gift giver is there and then not. So um, for a classic example, I always go back to Lord of the Rings. This is Galadriel giving Frodo the light of uh, uh, the light. I, I can't remember what it's from, but the light. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh- so normally Alex would start us off, but uh, Zach poached my point. So why don't you uh, take it away, Zach? Yeah, do no a poacher. I had this pretty original thought when I was reading the book uh, <laughs> for the first time, which was you know very long ago uh, compared to Jack's recent first reading. Uh, when I when I saw him experiencing the the previous uh, like genetic essentially memory, and we don't need to get into genetic memory because that brings up bad memories from another book. 
Um, <laughs> dude. Oh, no. <laughs> but, uh, and how he's able to experience all the previous lives of Ail going from the breaking of the world to now, it's something that's with him for a short term. It's extremely impactful and that he doesn't get to experience it again. So um, while it's not an actual individual, it is certainly something on a, on a, on a magical level of the workings they don't understand. So um, it pretty much uh, fits the bill here. Hmm. So for me, I'm going to go with something that we don't actually see, but uh, more. Oh, that's your favorite thing to do. So we can't actually argue <laughs> against it. Uh, so, so we we see these characters from another person's perspective. So we know what happens, but uh, Moraine going through the Tarangrial and getting her questions answered, just like Matt did. So this is the Tarangrial in tier. I think that that is a meeting with a higher power. Um, Again, the the answers provided we know are helpful, even if they are cryptic. And Moraine definitely has more skill in sorting out the cryptic answer than Matt does. What yeah. do you what do you think about her shift or lack of a shift in her way that she interacts with our other characters after this moment? The fact that Moraine learns no lessons ever. <laughs> at least so far. It's not true. It's not true <laughs> so far. So Bull far. meet China shop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think um, I think that the information she learned doesn't necessarily have to change the way she interacts with the characters, especially Rand. That that change in interaction comes, you know, more towards the end where she asks him, "Hey, how can I advise you? What would make me trust you to give you advice?" Um, the first instance of the cold shoulder really actually making a noticeable difference in anybody. Yeah. I think, I think well, Zach has cold shoulder uh, PTSD. Well, Let's say hi to Brett Chanel, our Chin Hall, our Chanel, new thanks. name in chat. We love you. Blown kisses. Yes. Hmm. Uh, not, not to try and preemptively undermine you there, Alex, but uh, you, 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 yeah, I guess you yeah, have not preemptively, but you said that uh, that's what she, right? It's showing that she's more open, but uh, Rand gives her a very explicit what she could do to make him trust him, and she does not do that. So did, did she learn anything? Rand, Rand tells her that if she answer, if she can honestly repeat back what he says about that she'll help him and serve his interests and not her own, and she gives the classic Aes Sedai answer of, I'm here to help you, and I want to make sure that you get to the last battle. And he goes, that's not what I told you to say. Yeah. <laughs> Goodbye. See ya, nerd. I, I don't think that that takes away the gift that she was given of her questions being answered. Uh, you're right. It doesn't change her right away, but those gifts can be helpful later. But later oh. doesn't exist to me yet, so I'm I, <laughs> It's so hard. It's yep. so hard to do this sometimes. Sorry, guys. So um, We can't yeah, even talk ahead. about when... Uh, how no, no, don't start with this because I, I will, I will occasionally believe it secretly an anamorph and uh, <laughs> is going to turn into a big lizard with wings. So, so is Ruidian just off the table here? Uh, that's what Jack and Zach both think. So, well, so that was that, versus because Matt, Matt comes away with literal gifts. Uh, so we, we, we talked about that a lot in our on that. So <laughs> okay, please I, everybody check that out Tuesday with Leslie Sadai from Second Arrakis. Um, she gave a oh, lot of good insight too. Yeah. Oh, cool. 
and well, I would love to cheat and talk about Matt again, uh, on, since I had to make up a new point on the fly, thanks to Zach. Uh, my higher power, uh, I am cheating in the fact that she shows up twice, but we're, we're a little fuzzy with how, how much the higher power can be. Uh, Brigitte shows up, okay. saves the girls, helps them a little bit, and says, I'll be back in the future to give you more help. And she's a nice ethereal higher power that I understand very little, little of at the moment, but seems like she's going to be important later, and she was important here. Everybody else gets like big Joan of Arc vibes there, right? That's like the whole point of the character. Well, except that she's an archer, so I was kind of thinking like Artemis. Joan of Archer? <laughs> Joan of Artemis. <laughs> Joan of Archer? <laughs> huh, that Brigitte, Brigitte, that's a... That's a good pull there. I right out of my ass. I <laughs> Bridget seems still... like she's putting on airs. It's just Bridget. <laughs> <laughs> she's a farm girl. Hmm. I, I like Jack's In point. Some that, lifetimes. Was, that was great for on the fly, Jack. Thank you, Alex. Yeah, I was leaning Alex, but I think I'm giving you the point, Jack. Oh, suck it, Zach. Ryan, Man, you even it, said it. Oh, total, total Jack. <laughs> total, total Jack. Ballpark. Out of yeah, the ballpark. I can tell you what he is. <laughs> well done. Yeah. Thank you. Let's go on to uh, our next point. And this point is a fun one for me. This is the Temptress. Um, so in a classic tale, this is a woman tempting our hero away from what his journey is. And we have kind of moved beyond that. So that's not what we focus on. We focus more on a concept. It could still be a person, but something that is going to take our hero away from the journey and for me, this is Perrin with the White Cloaks. He is tempted to go with the White Cloaks and stop, you know, saving the village. If he went with the White Cloaks, the Trollocs could have overrun the two rivers in Edmund's Field. So that is a big temptress for him. And he talks about it constantly, about how it would just be easiest for him to go to the White Cloaks and surrender himself. Hmm. Jack, you go first. I got to double check that's not a spoiler warning. Ah, okay. Um, well, she is a classic temp, uh, temptress figure in some ways. I'm going to talk about Lanfear, but not as sort of woman-made manifest trying to draw him away. I'm more interested in Rand's temptation to trust her. He's definitely distrustful of her, but he right, he's given multiple opportunities to try and just move against her, and he keeps thinking that maybe between the fact that she thinks she loves him, he can use her in the same way that she's trying to use him. And this book, it seems to pay off a little bit. I'm pretty sure long-term that trusting Lanfear is going to blow up in his face at some point. So uh, there you go. Uh, total shot-in-the-dark prediction that seems heavily foreshadowed even by now. So I've actually focused on Min here, uh, and I think it's Min's uh, disguise personality. Uh, I think there's it's twofold. Um, oh, Mindra? <laughs> yeah, uh, that's just making Rand the temptress, Zach, with extra steps. You're using man as temptress. There's well, no there. There is that right, but at the same time, when she's in that disguise, she's got two conflicting ideologies in her head. She's got the why am I being this stupid, puffed up like pom pom, right? Why am I acting this way when I could just go and be with Rand and be somewhere useful, etc. There's that whole I should abandon what I'm doing. So there's that temptation to to flee the quest to go somewhere else. But there's also an internal temptation that she's struggling with where she has several instances when she's like looking at herself in the mirror and she's thinking about Rand where 
she kind of likes the guys that she's put on herself and she wonders how others when they interact with that person how they see her um maybe i should start to become more like this person i'm pretending to be um so i think there's two temptations wrapped up into the same like character moment damn it zach i i would give you the point if i was the one host <laughs> yeah that is a that so we have men when she's sexy men <laughs> well maybe we not have, if you phrased it that way I might have we have it. we have Lamphir and alex remind me of yours again uh this was parent being tempted by the white cloaks to just and the white cloak yeah. okay hmm ryan why don't you go first here i will <laughs> i mean like out of the ballpark if i was like watching this home run display i would say wow zach had the strongest strike and the longest home run. Absolutely. And we are, I'm manning chat. We're, we're dealing with somebody in chat. We'll figure this shit out. Don't worry about it. Keep going. I, I think, I think Jack uh, picked some low hanging fruit. Uh, unfortunately, uh, land fear is well, I mean, she is described as the most beautiful person that everyone has ever seen in Celine. This is so that is um, I'm 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 a little surprised that no one picked uh, Bear Lane or uh, the Pinard of uh, of Amador. Was it the uh, fuck? I can't remember. But there there are some pretty beautiful um, nobles that are kind of hitting on Perrin a bit. Well, so at least where I am, the Panarch doesn't uh, isn't tempting anybody. She in Shadow Rising, she's mostly still just a plot device for them to rescue. And oh, okay. And I may have well. misspoke. Who uh, I I may have misspoke. Is uh, it Berlin? Berlin, the first of May. For, yeah. Okay. Yeah. The first. Yeah. The first of May. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But uh, um, no one's, none of our main characters are actually tempted by her. She she's a pumped up. She's a pumped up milk. Milksop, I think, is what Lanfear calls her. <laughs> was that what I thought? That was what she was calling Elaine. But. No, they. It, from Rand's point of view, it seems like she's saying that about uh, Elaine, but she's really saying it about the first. Oh, uh, okay. Baron, Baron. I uh, my issue with yours, Alex, is that uh, if Perrin could avoid this, he would. He is not tempted by um, death. Yeah. By by any sort of positive motivation or whatnot, this is yeah, this is more a a monkey that's on his back. Mm-hmm. These white cloaks, and so I have a hard time of seeing that as a temptation for him per se. So by default, I'm going with Zach. By default, that's fine. The best way to Ooh. get the point. All right, real quickly, Jack says Lamphere is pretty hot, though, and then comes back with Bear Lane is pretty hot, too. (laughs) Jake, you got to fucking pick a side, bro. (laughs) And Mandarb says that uh, Zach won this one. Yep. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. Cool. Um, Wow. Boo, boo Zach, but yeah, he's not he's not wrong. Elmendrilla. Ryan, do you guys still take breaks, or uh, are we not doing that today? Yeah, we can. Uh, yeah, yeah, if you want to take a break. break, let's do one more point. I think it'll be a nice. That'd be point great. To take a break after. Give me time to get Alex. Ready. Well Give done. Break. Yes. Thank you, buddy. So, this next step is the atonement with the creator, and why I think it'd be a good point to take a break after is because this is the center of the journey. Uh, so everything has been leading up to this step, and now that we have had this atonement with the creator, this meeting with a father figure, father figure, or uh, someone who has power over our hero. We can go into that 
you know, ultimate boon and then the falling action. So, um, hey, Jack, you want to take this one first? I got to think of mine. Uh, Jack, why don't you talk to us about the <laughs> ultimate doom? Uh, <laughs> so for, for our Tommy with the creator, um, I sorry, also... Can you get, what is it again? Atonement, atonement with the creator. Atonement with the creator. Okay, I, I wasn't getting that first word. I'm sorry. Uh, apologies. Yeah, it's uh, as Alex said, it's only where our, char- right, our character can meet a god or something, but it's where, they're, where they're, they have sort of an internal, some sort of internal reflection, and it's where, where the journey is going beforehand and where it comes out of afterwards. Okay. Um, and I had not picked a point to talk about Min uh, before Zach uh, cleverly did so for the Temptress, because none of us were as good, apparently as smart as him when it came to that. Uh, so I decided for my time with the creator, I was going to talk about her seeing uh, the Amarlin seat laid low after her stilling. And Maybe. sort of as Min is confronted by this new version of a person that she's trying to save, but this is the person that previously had dictated everything that was going on in her life right uh both as an authority figure and sort of uh the vibe i got was a little bit of uh motherly bullying and so to see her laid low and make a new sort of a new reflection on who that is and it's also very much the center point of min's journey it's during the absolute clamor of the tower being overthrown and there's only one other bit uh, with any larger amount of tension for Min late, slightly later on. Hmm. Hmm. That's that's an esoteric one. I like that. Mm-hmm. Well, let's see what Alex maybe pulled up. No, my turn. Oh, oh, Zach's got his. All right. You, you pop out and you got tattoo. And you're, you're, it's, it's Rand. It's him coming out of, after having coming out of uh, the visions of the past. And he's already defeated Asmodeus. Uh, Asmodian? Asmodian? Asmodian. Asmodian. Asmodeus is a game company, right? Asmodian is definitely a Asmodeus company. was uh, one of the uh, fallen angels, I believe. Yes. That sounds right, Dan. Yeah, that is. But I'm thinking pop culture. I think it's Warcraft, maybe? Or uh, no, Asmodian is, I think, the game company that makes Call of Cthulhu, Zach. Ah, uh, that might be it. Anyway, regardless, he's <laughs> defeated the Forsaken One and and, and and gotten him as a pet. And he's come back uh, to the rest of the Aeol. And he's showcasing, you know, I am the he, I am the one who comes with the dawn, yada, yada. And he has that whole confrontation with... Um, Again, I still don't remember his name, even though Alex just told me. Kuladin. Kuladin. I think you're out of order there, Zach. I think that happens before he goes and fights Asmodian. And, and then, he get, then he teleports to go fight Asmodian. Oh, then he comes back, and they've all left. Yes. Okay, so uh, re- regardless of the Asmodian defeating, that, I, don't, I don't particularly care about that for the purpose of the center point of the journey. The center point of the journey is the whole, you know, he's trying to prove once again that he is... Uh, a Tale uh, of Two Dragons. <laughs> Yeah, sure. He's he's trying to prove to everybody that there's you know this prophecy about who uh, all the signs he'll have to fulfill, and this is the sign for that book, right? So this is the center point for Rand's journey. Is oh uh, he'll he'll showcase the fact that he's been marked twice by the uh, he'll have the dragons on his arm, and he's already been marked twice, and now he's got the dragon. Sorry, I was getting out of order. Uh, now he's got the dragon tattoos, and he is the one who comes with Dawn. So everything about Rand's journey, right? both on a micro level and a larger level, even only looking at the first four books says that this is the center point of Rand's journey for this book. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. That's Solid. A good 
Yeah. I also uh, really it, want to know how cool cool Dane or whatever he's got his tattoos, but uh, no one tell me. I think that this is said at the end of Shadow Rising. So I don't know if you want to go back and read it or if we could actually tell you because I, I'm 99% sure that they t- say it. At the I end. reread the ending twice in between the our last paper towels. One, so you I never did that as a kid with the wet paper towel? You lick it, it's lick and stick. Yeah. Well, that's something, that's something else, brother, Dan. Yes. Oh. We love that. Uh, so I uh, still had a hard time for one reason. I think like the center point of Suwan's journey is her being stilled, but that doesn't for me doesn't fit this step. It's not a tumble with the creator. It's more like a belly of the whale, uh, mm-hmm. or even a call to adventure, a call to a different life than one she's been living before. Uh, so I'm going to go back to Perrin with the White Cloaks when Perrin and Dan Bornhold come to that agreement that the White Cloaks are going to fight for the two rivers um, when the Trollocs are attacking the last time. That could be a tumble with the creator. Unfortunately, Dane does not hold up his end of that agreement, but um, <laughs> Dane calling Perrin to the two rivers and then them coming to that agreement could be a good atonement with the creator. Uh, I think based based on the definition of atonement, I don't see Alex or Jack. I don't see either of these characters really atoning. I see with Zach, yes, uh, Rand becomes enlightened. He becomes uh, he has made peace with whatever is going on. Min is witness to all kinds of things. I don't see her becoming uh, achieving uh, so- atonement. So atonement is uh, the name of the step, but the actual uh, definition for it within the step is it's just confronting whatever holds whatever being or force holds the ultimate power in your life. Yes. There, oh, there okay. doesn't necessarily have to be an agreement. Yeah. Okay, because with Swan, I would say that that was certainly a trial. Uh, I don't know if this is atonement with the creator, uh, her being still. It is, it is a defining moment for her. Uh, I'm, I'm leaning towards Zach, guys. He he uh, comes back and he is uh, he has touched the higher power and has come back through the other side. Right. Uh, well, so then I'm I, I guess to try and poke, do a do a eleventh hour save here, Zach. If that uh, if that's Rand's atonement with the creator, what's his ultimate boon? What? What is the ultimate boon? I've been asking that myself. Well, I thought we were were keeping everything separate here. We're we're, we're keeping them separate, but I would say I would argue that Rand's journey was to be declared he who comes with the dawn, and that's the moment that he does it. So, what? uh, What's his ultimate? What? What? What is Rand's journey if not that? You know, trying to accomplish the the big meeting with the Aiel. Yeah, he gets all of them. He yeah, splits it's, it's them. The, it's the walking out of the. It's the changing of the idol, right? Just announcing who he is didn't actually cause the schism yet. It it the, that's he's, the same he's, conversation. It's the well, same no, he's people. off camera for when they actually split. We're off camera when they when no, he's he's off. He's off and ruining fighting yeah. Asmodian. and when the guys actually leave. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, know, you know, Zach's making a strong point when he gets closer to the camera. No. Feel <laughs> my forehead and all it's mine. When he's not laxatively like barely waking up. So so you're you're you'd say that Rand's ultimate boon <laughs> is half the is half the Aiel leaving? Not a No, it's gaining the Aiel. It's gaining it, half the yeah. and, and I think it's more than half. It seems roughly more like a 70-80 split. Hmm. Yeah, it's what two of the uh clans go with 
clue it in. Yeah, the rest. yeah. I, I think I think only like six of them show up to the meeting because Rand rushes it. Yeah, yes. he's he's a hasty boy. Well, but, but, but would Boone you not say that? that uh, yeah, I, I I mean I'm just uh, I'm clearly focusing on because I'm I'm trying to win here. But I'm like no, I'm like I, what about Matt? <laughs> uh, Matt, Matt, yeah. Boone, Matt? Matt Boone is unfortunately really awkward because it's uh it's it's, so it's tied in with the gifts that he receives from. His high, meeting with the higher power, and they're kind of part higher power gift, part boon, as he understands them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, holds in his memory all the. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we it, he has to fit into one of these though, either gifts from a higher power or a a boon from the hero, the journey itself. Because he, I mean, he comes out with his hat. You guys have seen the fan art. He always has a hat and a spear. He gets yeah. these yes. two things. Yes. <laughs> I guess the hat a little bit earlier than the or does he get the hat yeah. after the spear? In this book. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. yeah he so. gets the hat from the peddler. And he gets a nice new necklace. Yeah, he gets the necklace. The necklace gets, is the mo- most important of the three, so let's not leave well, sure. the necklace out. Well, I didn't know where we were at in the book, so I'm right. I'm just he you know, you've seen the pictures. <laughs> yeah. Which is probably yes. my favorite yeah. cover art. Of all the cover arts, imagine if, right. Matt, if Matt Me had too. that weapon when he was battling Galvin and Galad, they would have been fucking. They would have died. <laughs> oh my god! Yes. Uh, See but yeah, I guess we're gonna. I, I, I tried to get Zach to admit that his own point was wrong. He did not cave. So, uh, brother Dan and Ryan, you got a ruling for us before we enter intermission here. Uh, real quick, remind me, Alex. Uh, this was Perrin coming to the agreement with Dane that the White Cloaks would fight with them. Jack, uh, I picked Min and uh, her rescuing of the Amerlin, whose name I never pronounced correctly. Oh, God. Zach. <laughs> no, it mine yeah. is uh, he had the dragon. Yeah, mine's with. Uh, sorry, I was reading the YouTube chat. Um, the uh, mine is him revealing that he's the Rand is he who comes with the dawn. Uh, Ryan, I'm pulling. Oh, I'm pulling a hard left right turn. Left, right, left, right, right here. So back to middle. Turn into, into, the skin. Turn into the skin, Dan. Full three sixty, right back to Zach. Yep. I am suddenly very interested in Alex's. Me too. Uh, Ooh, uh, out left field. Yeah, um, I'm voting Alex right now. Until and unless Zach and Jack can convince me otherwise, Alex. All right, Jack, let's them. join forces and knock him off his high horse. Well, so that. here's the problem: is I like Alex's. <laughs> I, 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 I think it works really well. See, I, I think the fact that he 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 falls short, right? Of actually, because yeah, Jack was in a bar fight, he get punched in the face and say, "Oh my God, really good punch." So I, well they, they, they throw the. Look, if your opponent's got great form, you got to give him props. It's just the gentleman we can do. Well done, well done, well done. I'm not breathing. Well done, well done. <laughs> Those teeth were extra. Didn't but no, I mean, I, to, to cut Zach off there on Alex's behalf, apparently, because as I said, why not just shoot myself as well? All right, uh, it doesn't matter that Bornhold doesn't uh, come through on his end of the deal. Perrin is fully accepting his consequences and is... Well, Perrin doesn't think he did anything wrong, right? He is try. He is Bornhold has been this looming threat. They come to an accord, which is not required, but it can be a part of it. And Perrin is all prepared to well die anyway, but yep. he's adding an extra layer of death to his. Terrible all right, Jack, technique. you convinced me further. <laughs> I, I vote for Doctor <laughs> Doctor Alex. 
Well, Doctor Alex, well, shucks, I'm gonna go cry during the break. <laughs> <laughs> well done. So, are we keeping score? Is there a score? So oh, far? we 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 are keeping score. Uh, okay, who's winning? Three points, me. One point, Zach. Two no, points. I got two. Uh, two points, Zach. Did we miss? Uh, we missed your road, road of trials. Then. Thank you. Yes. Uh, two points, Zach. Two point, Alex. One point, Brother Dan. <laughs> All right. I'm is so come. much more impressive since you have no prep time. I think I'm going to win this shit. <laughs> it's the hat, guys. It's the come behind. Second half, I'm going to actually have some arguments. I don't know. I was like, I could get some points. Ryan, I'm on the, it feels good to be on the board, man. You got to try and get on the board. That is, that is not factoring in the half points of chat victory. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's get the party started. You're all slowly matriculating back into the proceedings. But that was dancing. That was dancing. I was not. I was not dancing. Well, yeah. Well, well, I mean, Zach, like if it's not grunge, you won't dance. I know. Well, no, no. We are like Gloria Stefan in the Miami Sound Machine. The rhythm is going to get you. Zach's going to get you. The rhythm is going to get you. (laughs) Rhythm is going to get you. Tonight, bum, I have bum, not drank nearly bum. that much. All right, ole, <laughs> ole. come on, guys. Larry Stefan, come on. All right, all, all right. right. You're the only ask, ask your parents about her. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> she played the bongos, it was great. Yeah, she was great. Miami Sound Machine, yeah, Google Sexy Bongo Player, yes. Do you think she'll yeah. be the first result? Do you think, or am I just ruining my internet history? <laughs> oh, no. It, it will be the first. Uh, no, because you may get Sheila The first Do result. Do you have safe search on or off is the question. Because some of those. Safe search is on. And Good. none of them are this person that they are describing. So I, I feel oh, fine yeah, that I, I. I'm sorry. Gloria Stefan is a hardcore porn star. I'm sorry. I didn't what? Know that. Oh, don't Google her, I guess. When her music career went down, though, went down. Uh, Chlamydia. FBI's gonna get you. FBI's gonna get you. This will be the least of their concerns. (laughs) There's a very small segment of our uh, fan base that is giggling right now. I'm hitting them. You guys are just along for the ride. It's a deep cut. (laughs) You're along for the ride. All right. Hey, Ryan. You know what? I woke up this morning and bah, 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 bah. I woke up this morning bah, nah, nah, nah. and I looked at my bed bah, nah, nah, nah. and I felt so bad bah, nah, nah. for those people that don't have what I have bah, nah, nah, nah. because sleep matters bah, nah, nah, nah. more than you know. Bah, nah, nah, nah. And if you don't know that, nah, nah, nah. well, watch our show because we're talking village matches. Oh, yeah. oh, what a <laughs> village mattress all the time. The <laughs> way village mattress is the only thing that will sleep on both me and Ryan. <laughs> so, Ryan, Ryan, you look comfy on that bed. Wow, you look more than comfy on that bed. More than comfy, yeah. So, yeah. So this is uh, this is my village mattress, 
like a memoriam. Like this is how it feels to be flush and with a luxurious village mattress, bedding, sheets, and mattress. Again, guys, Village Mattress oh is, the, <laughs> is the official sponsor of the Way of the Leaf. And if you go to Village Mattress at gmail.com, you can talk to. I mean, she might get the wrong fucking shit, Dan. <laughs> That's all right. Hey, you know what? So here's the deal Village Mattress is the friend of ours. He uh, is at, with most of our shows, and he is offering for Wheel of Time fans and people who watch our show um, discounts of 30 to 50% off of um, pretty much there are some, some applications that apply or whatever. Uh, but uh, yeah, 30, 50% off. And regardless, he's not going to rip you off. He's going to try, he's trying to help this community and he's trying to, uh, to do it through us. So um, yeah, feel free to call him personally. He has his, his own cell phone. You can text him and yeah, say, here Hey, right here. Yep, yeah. You can call or text Chris at village mattress at three, one, seven, five, two, three, six, eight, three, one. That is three, one, seven, five, two, three, six, eight, three, one. Or you can email him at village mattress at gmail.com. Again, you're going to go to his website, which is village furniture and mattress.com. Let's get you little banner boys out of there. And yeah, village furniture mattress.com. 30 to 50% off. I mean, Which regardless, I mean, ridiculous. yeah, he's, he's not going to rip you off. He's going to be like, all right, let's, let's fucking do this. And, and everyone sleeps. Everyone sleeps guys. I, yeah. Show me someone who doesn't. Well, and well, let's talk about this guy right here. So this guy, before he met with village mattress, this is what my, uh, my, my game looked like. I was alone. Well, I was, uh... I, I felt like I might've had the best shit, but no, I really didn't. I really didn't. Once I called Village Mattress at 317-377. What? Wait, I said, <laughs> what? I am. I got flowers on my sheet. Look at these. Look new, at the these sheets. Are, these are bamboo rayon sheets. And then all of a sudden, I'm engaged. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everyone's happy. Yeah. I mean, seriously, guys, guys, get, get new sheets. You may get a, a wife in the process. <laughs> All right, that's the the way. That All right, that's our plug. So yeah, but for real, for real, tell him tell him that you're you watch us. Tell him that you love him, and uh, he likes he likes things like that. You say you know what I love you, and he goes, ah, oh, all, right, all right, thirty Sinan. to fifty percent off. Normally, Sinan is questioning how much we've been drinking. Now she's questioning how much porn is going on behind the scenes. Thank you, Sin. I, we love you, Sin. Thank you for coming back. <laughs> I'm sinning. But seriously, yeah, like Kevin, that is a serious discount. Like, yeah, you can no look at like around. a bed frame and headboard set, which is like six to seven grand. You're paying three to three thousand and thirty five hundred. Thirty to fifty percent off is no joke. It's no joke. And this and this is yeah, it's the real ass. Be an adult. It's time to adult up, guys. You guys, seriously, adult part up. of being a part of being adult is like upping your furniture game and what furniture? Oh my God. Yeah. Right, right. I mean, I gotta get a new one. Yeah. Well, all right, Zach. Well, it, I nope. know a guy. <laughs> good. I did write For that real. down. No joke. So looks like a good website. Yeah. No, he's he's the man, and he's if he's not here now, it's because he's hanging out with his wife because he's a, it's a family-owned business, and he he loves his wife. So I mean, yeah. come on. Anyways. So yeah, you can also find him in our Discord at Ace Cards. 
Yeah. A C E capital C A R D S. But yeah, yeah, we yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. A sentence, Ryan. All right, I missed it, Sin. I'm sorry, I missed it. I really once. Yeah. <laughs> I love yeah, how you announce yourself by wondering how drunk we are. <laughs> yeah. Sin, how fucking drunk are you? Is my question. You ask yeah. us like, why don't you come clean? Yeah, yeah. Come on, how Sin. Many she- how many sheets of the wind are you? I'm fucking. Are poor. you? Are you drinking some Sinfindel? Back to the Campbell soup. It sounds like she's not drunk enough to appreciate the puppet porn. So I got my. You need to be drinking more. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Let me tug this out right now. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Let's proceed, Alex. Thanks for the break. I am. By the way, guys. I am so glad that you guys are on. This has been a fucking really fun show, yes. and I am I am really having a good time with this. And I hope that the the chat and and people who are watching are having fun as well. Yeah, um, but yeah this is yeah, cool. I, I'm I'm logging these hours. And I'm bringing them to HR so I can get a boost in my intelligence uh, score. <laughs> nice. Speaking of chat, I know uh, the hero's journey can be a little controversial. So if you can think of a character point, a major plot point that happens in this book that you're like, that, no one can put that on the hero's journey. Uh, message, just put that in chat. We'll see it. And we'll try and fit that in at the end. If you can come up with anything, please. Yeah. I, I think that'd be real fun. Um, Mother Happy Mother's Day to all the single with the creator. <laughs> things I've ever seen. Mother's Day. <laughs> All the singulates, all the singulates. Just amazing, yeah. Thank you. Our fans are the best. <laughs> Not much of a single lady with the baby. Put your hands up. Single ladies with the baby. Put your hands up. They have diverse music tastes here. <laughs> <laughs> you have no idea. Uh, <laughs> All right, well, Sin, Sin Ann is not drinking, and I'm. I feel like we need to help her out with this. Can someone go to her house yeah. for a shot? Yeah, true. Yeah. Come, all right. Thanks, Zach. So, um, next step on our journey here is the apotheosis this is a moment of realization for our heroes they um come to a greater understanding of what's going on and that usually leads them into the ultimate boon this is uh usually just a moment where like the understanding comes out of nowhere just they don't they don't quite make this connection and then suddenly they have this understanding. So for me, I, I kind of want to go back to Perrin again. I think he has a pretty great journey on this. That's why we keep hitting on him so much. Uh, when Fael shows up with the other villagers from the two rivers, the not Evans fielders, and he has this realization that we are going to win this battle. This isn't the last stand for Edmonds Field. They're going to win and defeat the Trollocs. I think that's a pretty great apotheosis. Zach, did you have your own personal light bulb going there as you uh, realized what your apotheosis was going to be? Yeah, but this light bulb doesn't light up, so it kind of seemed like it was a dud. Um, so mine is for Perrin, and when he uh, when he wounds Slayer in the dream world and then comes back uh, to the real world and uh, Lord Luck has the same facial injury... There's this, aha, it all makes sense now. All these weird things that we didn't understand about Lord Luke. And uh, which I prefer to Lord Luck, which is how I think I did it as a kid. But that is what I say in my head every time I read it. Um, as well. But I think it should be Lord Luke. 
or Lord Luce, maybe if you wanted to be I, super. I say Luke is my head cannon. Okay, but no, I mean, um, to each his own for sure. So yeah, that's that's mine. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it, we we happen to have a personal preference for ones that link back to the ultimate boon, but it is not required. It can be any realization that your character comes to. Um, I did not pick Perrin because although he does have some realizations, I don't think he has three different apotheoses. Uh, I went with Nynaeve during her battle against the Forsaken, whose name escapes me. Mogidian. 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 But when Nynaeve is sitting there sweating, thinking that she's uh, about to lose and then realizes that she's actually as strong as what is the weakest Forsaken. But she's got this great, she's got this great moment where she's, thinking about offense and defense and worried that she's just being toured with, toured with. And I think, I can't remember if it's literally seeing Mogadian sweat, but Nynaeve just has that crystalline moment where she realizes that, no, I'm actually, I am this powerful. I'm going to win this. hope that doesn't go to her head. <laughs> no spoilers, Zach. Or her braid. To her braid. <laughs> wow, Jack. Jack coming strong right there. I was all right. I I gotta say I was leaning towards the Lord Luke, um, because he does have that aha moment. Huh? Huh? That's weird. But again, that is kind of low hanging fruit. We all have that. Oh, huh? He's wounded, and now he's running away, and it, it, it wasn't that. I, uh, is the I, trollic I, is the trollic thing? Do we is that do we know that in this book? What Thanks. thing? Whatever that means. Um, okay, the in the two rivers. Okay, uh, the uh, when they shout, I Sam. Oh no, we don't know that yet. Yeah, okay. no, don't we don't know that. Jack, we right. didn't know that. So good, good thing. And we're back. Okay. Zach, it says so in the scrolling text. Come on. Well, I wasn't sure if they, because they, it's the first time they hint at it. So whether or not it's. Uh, Dana Lou, I am. I, I had not read them before we started them for the podcast. So I'm slowly being converted into a super fan. So our chat is, and our discussion is limited to the end of uh, The Shadow Rising. Yes. Thank all you. Right. It's really fun to see Jack read this the first time. I, I know you all know this already, but first-time readers are great. Boo. We need covers where the all the characters are anamorphs. That's all I really want for the Wheel of Time. Like, remember those old covers where you would, as you shifted the front of the book, they went from kid to animal? Mm-hmm. That's what I need. That's what I need for the Wheel of Time. Huh. Well... I'm I'm torn between Zach and Jack. I'm sorry, Alex. Um, That's okay. I understand. <laughs> I uh, I if I think of Perrin in regards to the Teleran Riyadh as well, um, if I combine that apotheosis, like him chasing Slayer. And and just kind of gaining knowledge um, with the Lord Luke, I might be leaning more towards that. But I think 
I think I'm going. Uh, Jack's uh, Jack's was clever, and I'm uh, I'm I'm with Jack. Ryan, you got Sorry. a you got anything to throw out there? Well, do we have a secret Alex fan synopsis? Alex, again, tell me. Yes, this was uh, Perrin realizing that the two that Edmonds Field can win against the Trollocs when Fayil shows up. Uh, mine was Perrin realizing that Lord Luke is Slayer because of the injuries given to him in the Dream World. And Jack? Uh, Nynaeve realizing that she was actually strong enough to go toe-to-toe with the Forsaken and that she was going to... I'm going with Jack. I'm going with Jack. That's a great one. The judges have spoken. Congratulations, Jack. Because like, there's something about like being literally alone in a death like battle. Right, right. It's like Womano, Womano. We got two death battles in this book. We're we're it's like a magical cage match. Right, right. And and her having that realization, like, hold on, she's doing everything she can, and she still isn't beating me, huh? I mean, you're talking about like Forsaken or what these people have been like trained to like not go into the forest like like right, alone it's a and, and children because you never know the oh you know a land fear might pick you up and rape you or whatever right like, don't go to the mountains of mist <laughs> so like like the, like for her to like not necessarily she has to go overcome her own cultural upbringing to be able to oh. like say i could best i'm not only like capable but stronger than this forsaken so i think i'm going with you jack good job Oh, I just I love that fight in general because it's got I don't know whether it's just Nynaeve's like it introspection extrospection that's not a word um, but right like her her bird's eye view that she gives herself when she's like when she's talking about how she realizes how crazy this would look to somebody wandering by that it's just two women frowning at each other a bunch but it's got metacognition like the, yeah. like the thinking about her thinking she was like took it to another level and uh, brother Dan what. What uh, what powers does that hat grant you? I'm really curious. Other than uh, to say, milady. Oh well, this is our new character we met just last Thursday. I'm the vice president for Bill Clinton. Do you remember me? I'm Al Gore, and so I'm gonna just do a little. Oh yeah, here we go. Yeah, yeah. Do, so, do you understand what this is, guys? No. This is the Al Gore rhythm, and this is what YouTube really likes to see. So, please hit that like, hit the subscribe, press the bell. Oh, Zach, no, 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 come on, Zach, Zach, Zach. Ah, oh. we lost Zach. Damn it, damn it. This, right. He's contractually obligated to come back. Boom, 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 boom. My agent's gonna hear about this when I'm with you. All right, all right. Thank you. Remember me. All right, all right. Thank you. That that was my way. I don't know if Zach was not a fan of like selfish promotion or just like free flowing jazz. I finished the jazz. He's all on board when we're shamelessly self promoting. It's everything needs to be exactly laid out in sheet music, or it's not music. It, no, I think I think it was the algorithm uh, pun that offended him so much. He was like, "Well, fuck this. I'm out. I didn't sign up for this, guys." Get yeah, my yeah, agent. Yeah. Is get this my agent contract? On the Where's my agent? I, my agent apparently needs to be fired. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks for putting up with that.
Uh, so our last step in the initiation is the ultimate boon. This is, you know, the achievement of the goal of the quest for whatever journey the hero has gone on. Uh, this is usually like the climax of the story. Very important step. And for me, this is uh, going back to Jack's apotheosis with Nynaeve. When Nynaeve blocks Mogedian, defeating her, and then getting the um, black Tarangrial that would be able to control Rand or any male channeler, that is an amazing ultimate boon in my mind. Because like we just talked about, she goes toe-to-toe -to -toe with the Forsaken, and then her whole character in my mind is based around protecting those people from the two rivers. And that is the best example we've seen so far of her being able to do that. Solid! Well done, Alex! I'm proud of you. That was a good one. All right, Jack, you go ahead. Mine's a bit of a deep cut, so I'll go last. Uh, fair, fair. Uh, I I actually picked an ultimate boon that's going to make past me a liar when I told Zach that Rand's ultimate boon was uniting uh, the the Aeol, because uh, I have written down that Rand's ultimate boon is defeating Asmodian and claiming him as a teacher. Sort of not it it resolves less his book arc and more of a re resolution for his longer arc of learning to control magic. Right, he's finally gained the thing that he's going to need to learn to channel properly and not just sporadically when the plot needs him to. That that really is um, like a and d moment, like where you level up. You All right, you just found a merchant, and here's a book that has spells. Suddenly, you know, it, right, right? Isn't that kind of like, all right, you, you, you got through the adventure, and all right, you're going to need this going forward. So yeah, go he's getting his get loot. This. It's he dangerous to go alone. Take this. As money is this. a boon, yeah. Well, uh, we don't like to talk about people as things that one acquires, but a little bit. <laughs> and he also, and he also, brother Dan, let's make a T-shirt. Asmodian is a boon. <laughs> <laughs> but he also he also gets the um, I can never remember the difference between all the different angrils, but he also gets the statue, which is his connection to what I assume will be a very important plot device power mm. boost. We told mm. we talked about this in our episode that you know yeah, what that, no 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 that it is the statue, but I don't know what he's going to do with it. I don't know what it's going to why it's relevant. It's, I just know that it's I very mean, powerful. You know, it's like a big battery. Um, sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The only like other thing I know is that if you dig around hard angle. enough, you cut a hole to the dark one himself. Apparently, yeah. That's what the <laughs> that's what the past looked like. All right, so this might... I had the one that I talked about for Rand earlier, but rather than repeating myself, uh, I thought we'd take a deep cut and look at Logan, who finally gets to escape the White Tower. <laughs> oh, Logan! Logan oh, God, is, this another, is this another C character that's going to have his own full arc? You can't do this to me, Zach. Logan, Logan is not a C Logan character. Logan with a silent I. Logan, if you prefer. Yes. Uh, Low gains, swole gains. Low yeah, gains. no, man. Ask your doctor if low gain works for you. <laughs> that is that is rude and offensive since it's my point. Again, uh, we've got a doctor right here, it, guys. It, that was purely coincidental. <laughs> I just, yeah, I just hit right, jokes. Please, please, I, I am not that guy. <laughs> so I think that he gets to escape the uh, control of the White Tower, uh, and in doing so. Uh, uh, gains his freedom, and that is his ultimate boon. Uh, we don't get to see the rest of his journey in this book, really, because he's he, we don't get his point of view, but uh, we definitely get to see him breaking free of his uh, imprisonment. 
Yeah, Alex, you said he's not a C-list character. Where the hell would you put him on that hierarchy? Because uh, he's B-list. We've characters with perspectives. S-list is the three boys. Yeah. There's no S. It starts at A. No, it, most rankings have an S tier. S tier. Yeah. A-list is celeb is the highest form of celebrity. It is your protagonist. No, every tier list for video games on a power level structure always has an S tier and then an A tier. I hate yeah, that. I anime. fucking hate the S tier. <laughs> I don't understand it. The first time I I got into that, I may have been fucking Devil May Cry. <laughs> oh God, trying to get S right. Right, like I'm like, or... okay, there's, I, I know it's hard. I know it's hard. I know it's hard. S? What does S mean? Die. <laughs> Die, Super die, yeah. <laughs> die. So that's mine. Is that uh, Logan gets to break free? Hmm. Hmm. Ryan, I'll let you go first. I I have well, thought I so. Know, I mean, you know, I need my my rundown. Alex, give me. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. So give us a recap. Mine was naive uh, shielding Mogedian and then getting the black collar to Ragnarok. Okay. Uh, Rand winning his fight and collecting his loot, uh, I guess, person included. <laughs> Whoa, okay. And, and mine was Logan breaking free of the White Tower. Yeah, well, fuck Logan. I okay. go with Alex. Yay! <laughs> I, I would go with Alex, but uh, could I offer, you said that you don't generally like people as being a boon, um, but everyone... <laughs> but Fael brought, um, yeah, it brought an army with her for Perrin, and Perrin mm -hmm. earned that. Um, that was he just her no, th those are people <laughs> acting willingly. Yes, there's a difference between involuntary uh, subjugation versus voluntary following. Yeah. I mean, oh, if, okay. you've, if you've been brainwashed your whole life that you're going to follow the guy who shows up at dawn with some, is that voluntary? Or We're is not that... talking about the Aiel here. <laughs> Just essentially, okay. we refuse to say that slavery is part of a gift. We can't do that. That's obviously wrong it's, it's a personal stance we, we've, yeah. we've had to also accidentally have characters commit genocide for their ultimate boon yeah which, when uh, we did uh when i got one, when one i got the what was the cripple of what's his the cripple uh, of what's his name? oh no, no no i was talking about the shattered earth trilogy zach oh i was talking about uh the 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 nine-fingered book oh um the blade oh, itself oh yeah, yeah like the blade itself Ooh. I Googled that and it was really dark when I went down. So, yeah. Uh, all right. So that his army, that, that his reputation and his, his, he, see, I thought he earned that through leadership and they, they came, uh, he earned it. I don't know, oh, but we, 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 we would a hundred percent agree with you on parents. Boone. None of us yes. picked it. Oh, okay. no, yeah. We, we, we purposely, I think shied away from it a bit. Yes. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, but based on you three, I I am uh, I like Nynaeve's a lot. She earned those. She that was her quest to get those bracelets because she knew what it was. She knew she had to get it out of bad hands, and she did. And yeah, well done. Yeah, I I'm picking Alex in this. Ryan, where you at? I agree. Alex gets a kiss on the cheek. Mwah. Oh, he picked a side, Ryan. He didn't pick you first. <laughs> it was easier. Right. Take away the perspective on the camera is weird, you know. Right, right. <laughs> when you're in the middle, you can just lean anyway. <laughs> yeah. 
All right. Okay, so after uh, we have our ultimate boon, that is the end of our initiation phase, and now we have to return to a normal world. But our first step in this is a refusal of the return. Oh, Not well, really accepting that you've won. Is that a normal world, world is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Normal, normal can be a bit of a, a hard concept with these books because it's often returning to a new normal, right? Our characters, yeah. Perrin, as we said, very literally goes back to the two rivers here, but even his. His normal isn't the old normal that he started his journey on. He's coming back to a new set of stand, right standards in the Two Rivers. And the transformation of Edmonds Field and the Two Rivers in general is shocking. They yep. become fortified encampments. Yeah, and there's a lot of people willing to uh, unify under Perrin, apparently. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. I wonder if anybody Rather else has a problem with that. <laughs> Look, they said that Queen Morgays is probably going to be fine with it as long as Perrin pays his taxes. Yeah. Another important thing of the return is sharing whatever gift you got or uh, whatever information you learned on the quest with the rest of the world. So, um, you know, coming back to the two rivers, making them fortified, that'll come up later, I, I would imagine. <laughs> you imagine? <laughs> Probably. Possibly. I thought we were just writing Perrin out of the series here. Well, I, I, his arc's done. Yeah. Jack, you got me thinking that the two rivers are now like these crazy separatists that are like, I I ain't paying no taxes. Were, were you they not crazy separatists beforehand? <laughs> they, <laughs> they were just under the radar, I think. But now yeah. they, they yeah. storm the capital and then return to Emmonsfield and fortify Do them. you hear the people sing? sing I'm just saying, if, angry men. if they start oh, rebuilding, right, is it uh, Manatharan, is that I pronounce it? If they start building their own castle and declaring themselves their own country, right? They, uh, <laughs> They don't think of it, right? As Perrin said, I didn't that even realize never, it was a subject. Jack, that's ridiculous. That could never happen. Uh huh. Oh, so what? it definitely happens. Uh, right? Perrin, Perrin literally said that he uh, he didn't realize he was a citizen of Andor until he left home at the age of what, 18? <laughs> right, right. And I imagine that the village council, they're like, all right, boys, go play in the, the green. And then they, they hang out with uh, Master Alvira and they're like, Jesus, I, I think Andor may be getting on to us. Guys, we're gonna have to pay taxes soon. Their, their whole thing was all about trying to avoid paying taxes. Yeah, all they just the boys away. They, they're, they're, they're killing the, all the strangers. Attack. They're like, just is there a grandfather clause? It's been easily a hundred years. Uh, if, can we? If the village is attacked by Trollocs and you defend it yourself, you no longer have to pay taxes. <laughs> right. right. They're like right. getting hit by a bus at uh, college means that they have to pay your tuition. Yeah. <laughs> The, yeah, yeah Andor's like, we're gonna need your guns, and like, come and get them. Oh God! <laughs> Just had a boating accident. Now. Actually, think about where you live now, and think about having to rally your neighbors to defend themselves from a monster army attack. Well, the good news is uh, I live in Seattle, where they tried to declare the Capitol Hill tried to declare itself an autonomous Jack, zone. Is that, that why you are not available for your podcast? Because you're in the no, you're in the in the no zone. You're in the no zone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Internet gets spotty around there. <laughs> He's using Starlink to talk to us. Um, All the surveillance planes and stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, so for our <laughs> refusal, Alex, what are you... Uh... <laughs> oh, yeah. This is um, this was a hard one for me, but I think no. Elaine could have a refusal. Um, just not accepting that they have won. You know, she's concerned about getting the... Um, I forget what the leader is called, the female leader but concerned about getting her out. Yeah. 
So that that could be I, I I have a hard time with this one. Usually it's hard for me to find one of these points. So yeah, I also had a harder time to not to take Jacks again here, unfortunately. Because <laughs> I went um, first. With the rid of his first. But I think the, the closest thing that we um, we get here besides Matt is that Spoilers. I think Perrin would if given the option, would like that the Two Rivers remained his childhood envisioned home. Um, but he has, it has been, the mantle of duty has been placed upon him that necessitated its change. And so I think if you, like, if anybody asked him, he would look at the Two Rivers and go, I don't recognize that as the place from my childhood. And so I don't really want this to be the reality, but unfortunately it is. That's, that's the closest I could come with uh, mm. a primary character. So I, going from Zach's um, with Perrin, him thinking that he's still going to have to give himself up to the White Cloaks after Edmund's Field is saved from the Trollocs, that could be your refusal of the return. Except that by the time we're really at that confrontation, Perrin has already been like, wait, they didn't come fucking fight? I'm going to go find them. And He literally refuses the return. Yes. He says, <laughs> nah, packed off. Um, and I double cheated by going first and picking Matt. Uh, because I I tried to think of something for somebody other than Matt and went, nope, Matt has the best refusal. Um, it's his everything, right? Matt receives his gifts, uh, which we've talked about are kind of a complex ultimate boon, but he's got this duty and obligation to use these gifts to help Rand uh, between now and the final battle and into whatever this Armageddon-like fight will be. And Matt goes... I wonder if those peddlers are ever going to turn around because I'd really like to go hang out with them some more. Right. And my argument against that will be the same from the episode in that the peddlers no, were so never I have, going to leave. I have changed my mind. Oh, that yeah. very much believes that they are going to leave, which I... They never are going to leave because they're the Forsaken. And Only two of them. The rest of the them ones are that call all the conniving shots. dark friends. The ones that call but, the shots. But Matt genuinely believes that. It's not like he ever tries to sneak off. He just has conversation and buddy-ups with the peddlers. He never Matt, Matt, off Matt in his goes, own perspective, directly says, wow, all of this is getting really scary. Really hope they don't decide to go to the festival. Maybe they'll just let me go with them, and we can get the fuck out of here. But I got a did he, he? Did I got a question? But did, did he die? No. Does Rogaine or Asmodian working with Rand at all count as a refusal of their stories? I don't know their stories, so Alex. <laughs> right. I I gotta say no because uh, one of the important things is of the refusal is it happens after the ultimate boom. So. I don't have an ultimate boon for Asmodian uh, that he could refuse to go back. Has, yeah, and I also that, think that the um, the working with Rand is, is Rand even says it himself is like the only option for his survival. So he he literally can't refuse it or he will die. Well, let me give you a name then, uh, because I'm not entirely sure where uh, where, but Avienda. Okay, uh, so for her, hmm. if, if you want to say going through the rings to become a wise one and training is their ultimate boon, then refusal would be her being like begrudgingly teaching Rand about the um, 
Yeah, her whole relationship with Rand is uh, her is a refusal, right? It, 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 the way that I'm seeing it. Mm. Yeah, what do I mean, you guys she think? Has, she has a. I mean, she's much a bit like Matt, a reluctant hero throughout, right? She refuses her call to do her duties, and that's where we meet her, right? She's running away from her obligations, and she's still reluctant. I guess what I would say is I. You guys know more than me, but we often, you often build the journeys backwards. And at least when I was reading that, her going through the rings didn't feel like an ultimate boon. I don't know where she's going with her story yet, outside the fact that Rand has yet a third person in his Lake Visions. And I've been told that his romances get weird. So, God, even weirder. Um, but I don't, I don't know what she's trying, what she's actually trying to accomplish yet. So I don't think anything in this book would have counted as a boon to her for me. Good point. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so, so the, with the boon in mind. <laughs> hey, always. <laughs> and speaking of all this, like I, I really think like you guys should have like a you know, a Patreon only like exclusive showing where you actually talk about how this all relates to your personal lives. Yeah, that's true. Back? And in fact, something that might help that is having some patrons. Take it away. <laughs> oh, God. You're not allowed to do shameless plugs on other people's shows unless. Please, no, actually. go ahead. Please, no, go. Where can people pay you? No, we just want you to listen first. <laughs> listen first and then decide. That's that. Yeah. Right? You don't need to go that's straight fair. to the patron and then, and, then, and then listen to the podcast. Come check us out. I like, yeah, I like that logo. We've got one other one that we've been playing around with that Jack's girlfriend, uh, fiance, uh, designed. And uh, well done, Jack. We're working I'm getting on it put on, She's putting it on t shirts at the moment for me. So I'll show Ryan, you pop, that pop that back on. Can you please that logo? Beow, beow, beow. So is this Rand on one yes. side yeah. and, and Matt? The other one. No. <laughs> different, books, different, different book series. Uh, it is um, the oh, Hobbit. No, no legs. Oh, that's Katniss. Okay, yeah, she is lighter. She is lighter. Yeah. She's, she's not as much of a hero as uh, as Rand. Uh, well, we have done her story, and she she didn't do so well on her. Last yeah, we've done all we... three of the Hunger Games books. If you're a Hunger Game <laughs> fan, and you, wanna... I read them all. If you want to listen to us rail on the third book, that's that was recently published. <laughs> yeah, if you want, right, if you want to listen to us praise the first two and absolutely be disgusted by the third one, you can listen to just the return section of the third one. Yeah, the first book is really, really good. I yes. like the first book. Now, Ryan, I'm going to put you on the spot here, and I want you to remember what all three of our points were for oh <laughs> refusal of the return. Okay, just so name yeah, one. So, all right, so yeah, like so. Is, like Zach really wants um, the milkman to return to deliver like some soy milk in the morning. Yeah, soy milk. Yep. yep. Jack Daily is really concerned milk. about the return of his favorite Netflix series. I like yeah. Shadow and Bone and season Alex one. Is just really hoping the sun sets tomorrow and rises like normal. He wants the sun to return. Yes. How's that, Jack? It snowed in Ohio today. So. Ten out of ten. Five out of seven, perfect score. Right, Alex. No, Alex was the uh, white cloaks and Perrin, right? Yes. Jack involved Perrin. No. No. 
Zach, you, you, Zach, you, you were so Zach, com- you were so confident Zach. that you nearly convinced me that my point had to do with. Karen. I spent I spent two dozen years in Spain. Sometimes my J sound like Z. Zach, I mean, mm-hmm. you did a uh, parent as well, right? Yeah. Well, what what specific part of parent? I think is um, when he when he was like, uh, hey. Look at all these pubes. No, uh, I wish, no. I wish the two rivers <laughs> would be like it was in my childhood, but we've we've necessitated its change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, you were going to say yes. that. I just I just wanted to cut you off. Yeah, because I remember talking about how the just, two just rivers got off. Brother Dan, are you just that? saying oh. that parent did like a manscaping commercial? <laughs> uh, speaking of which, we now need to plug. What's that? Uh, what's that one that's on all the podcasts now? Our YouTube channels with oh. the with the lawnmower. Uh, yeah. balls, balls. Hero's journey to balls, balls. <laughs> all your balls. Trim it. Trim the trees. I don't know. Uh, and Ryan and uh, it is Manscaped. Ryan's... It's Manscaped. It's the name of the company. Manscaped. Manscaped. Not, not sponsored. Hashtag not sponsored. <laughs> um, yet, Max just wait. a fan. Uh, but no, my. my... <laughs> Five stars. Yeah, no, no, Jay. Jack's trying to be professional. Dude. Sorry. <laughs> oh God, no! Don't. Uh, we on, are. Jack, we are tell me. distinctly yeah, amateurs. Yeah. Thank you, Go sir. Go to brother. Then. Atomy demon. Uh, all right, I'm better. Uh, I, I I had picked Matt's desire to continue to abandon Ran and not confront the duties of the gifts that he'd been given in his journey, which is bad. And we said it was bad, and that you're changing. And I your mind changed my mind because I reread the last thirty percent of the minds board. are not allowed to be changed. Yeah, what are you a Republican? Ah, oh, come on. What? Just they never change their minds. They never. Right. Yeah, they're still um. Zach and Zach. Yours. Yeah. Uh, he's Stay not picking, He needs you to Zach. remind him again. Oh. Stay in contest. I thought he was picking mine. No, <laughs> no. He's just already forgotten it was so bad. No, mine was mine was the arguably loose, but probably the most true of the three, that uh, <laughs> that parent did not want the two rivers to become what it's become. And if given the opportunity, would have liked to have seen it become more like his childhood. But he understands why it was necessary. Zach, I'm picking Alex. I, what? I really like the empathy with, with that, but I'm picking Jack. Thank you, Ryan. Oh, Alex, so would, I get the tiebreaker? Hey, hey, Alex, whose would you pick? Um, In this instance? No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> you, you can change his mind if you change your mind. No, I, I really like Zach Matt's refusal. I think Thank that you. it fits well with his character. That, that's That's everything Matt does, though. He's yeah. a reluctant. He is the most reluctant. It's it's just like Avienda. I mean, nope. I see. No one said it had to be surprising. You no, just, okay. just said it had to be the most correct. For, for Matt, it's so easy to find his refusal of the call, his temptress, and his refusal to return because he's so reluctant. He just fits those specific tropes so well. You know, All right, fine. I'll give it to Jack. Everything. A, a pretty barmaid. With with like ankles is like a, a temptress enough for Matt to like go away from his like main plot line. As, as long as they're Matt, a little bit curvy, he's sold. How many chicks giggle around Matt? Dozens, right? Okay, like giggling. we why are they giggling? We've had we've had barmaids 
giggling around Matt. Yeah, because he has a huge boner. All, he's wearing those little leotards they wear in like Renaissance shit, and he's got a huge boner. It's he's like, got his big old, big old boner. Okay, it's like a, a big old like boner. A, like a magical flight. Just can't keep it there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> what is that? Nice. Say? I said, speaking of uh, big old boners, the magical flight is the next step. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So in, uh, in my mind, the next two steps are usually pretty well tied together. They're the magical flight and the rescue from without. And these ones are exactly what they sound like, right? The magical flight is flight away from danger, typically in a magical manner, but not always. And the rescue from without is someone outside saving you from a danger that was present at the ultimate boon. Um, so just to bring it back to an example, everyone knows this is the Eagles coming in and taking Frodo away from Mount Doom. Uh, this, that is both of them at, in the same step. And so, Dumbledore in about half the Harry Potter books. Yeah. So the Deuces Machina. All right. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> for me, the magical flight here, uh, Rand going on the little skimming journey chasing Asmodian could be a magical flight. And then for him, a rescue from without could be the little fat man, Tarangriol. Or, sorry, the little fat man is an Angriol, um, which is a little different as it's not a person, but I still think that that little fat man is enough of a person to fit this in my mind. Ooh, is enough of a person. Because yes. it's an object shaped like a person. Weird. Okay. You get it, Dan. You get it. Technicalities, those were to the ultimate boon and during the before receiving the ultimate boon. Uh, not in the ultimate boon where he declared himself. Oh, fine. Ryan, you and I are kind of like little fat uh, angry owls. We, we are people shaped objects. Yeah, like Big heads, small bodies. Yeah. Do you yeah. grant us a power increase if we touch you? Mm-hmm. you that sounded Maybe. sexual. I <laughs> Maybe. Wink. <laughs> D- hey, you know what? Blast my DMs. It's cool. We'll, we'll hook up, Jake. Jack, I'm sorry. My, my, my fiance probably has no that problem with it. Night, brother Dan. Yeah. Hey. It's puppet. I mean, it, it, there's no, there's no Jake, law. Jake Look, if you need a different hand inside of you, brother Dan, I am always. <laughs> I'm sweating. All right. Oh, Final yeah. rescue from without yeah, and the Jake, crossing of the return All right, so keep, yeah, keep attacking Alex's point. <laughs> well, I, I rather than attack Alex's point, I I'd like to propose one that is just better. Taking um, the high okay. road. Uh, so when uh, the girls are trying to flee from the palace after the the battle has taken place and the and the is it Balefire or Banefire? Balefire. Balefire. Okay. Banefire is a magic card. Yeah, I get them confused. Um, the uh, after that whole thing and the, and the palace is having problems the girls are uh you know rushed out of the palace both being uh like pretending to be uh refugees while also being kind of protected and uh pushed out by julian 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 julian's julian. Uh, uh sailors right um or bail dome and sailors bail dome and sailors but julian is there yes um <laughs> Yeah, so Julian's there, and Bale Domans are the sailors, and he takes a look at the thing. He's like, "Oh, I had one of those one time," and then they and then he helps them escape from the palace. So that's the rescue from without is the sailors showing up and helping them get out, or else they might have had to do things that might break their vows. Um, well, 
break their vows. It's a whole thing. Um, or uh, uh, and the magical flight is them escaping the palace that's like burning down around them. Uh, I'd originally picked two different points, uh, one of which was ran skimming that Alex uh, sniped for me. But I, I think I've, I think I can connect my two because my rescue from without is in Min's story, and I think there is a little bit of a magical element to her and the Almerlin escaping that bit where they have their hoods on and they're walking right past uh, the new evil Almerlin, whose name also escapes me continually because there are so Elida. many Elida, the evil red one who's uh <laughs> but they've got this moment and uh it's actually the lack of magic i guess that makes it magical right they're expecting to get caught and they realize that because the uh former Aes Sedai have been stilled they are undetectable and then their actual rescue from without comes from gawain 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 so gawain um, who really, really uh, is the reason that they are actually in the situation they are in. But Min convinces him to have a change of heart and he rescues them. He gives them the letter. He, it, they were screwed without him, Zach. Change of heart is not necessarily the thing. It's more of a look the other way. He does. It's not like his, his whole view on the world has changed. The people that he's responsible for getting stilled, he lets them go. I, feel like, distinct... I feel like that guy got out of his control. It was, we, it was We have a distinct statement from Min that she sees his future now diverging because of her actions where this has now put him on a path where he can either end up kneeling before Egwene or murdering her. Well. If that isn't priming somebody is for a change of heart. Min is cheating. <laughs> Min is cheating, but I also she's also currently my favorite character, so I, I'm loving the excuse to keep diving back to her. So thank you, Alex. <laughs> uh, and real quick, Kev from chat said, "Rescue from without for Perrin is Gaul and Loyal closing a way gate." I can definitely see that being a rescue from without, but in my mind, that's more of a um, a meeting with a higher power. Uh, I, it it doesn't fit as perfectly as some of the things, but. Perrin couldn't have closed that way gate, and they do go away, close it, giving the gift of no more Trollocs in the two rivers. But I, I do think that it could fit a rescue um, from without, just not because it doesn't fall after the ultimate boon. It's a little hard for me to put it there. I think if it had happened later and Fael had shown up and saved them, and then Loyal and Gaul came back and said, Fail. don't worry, the second wave's not coming, we, saved, yes. we, we closed it, then it would be a perfect rescue right and to yeah. that point I'm, I'm surprised that your rescue from without was not fail showing up with the she two rivers is army. the ultimate that that army is pair is part of Perrin's ultimate boon so it can't be the rescue from without uh, i see i had it i had it written down and then and then wrote wrote for myself this can't be the this can't be the rescue from without it happens during the ultimate boon Perrin's mm. money shot but i don't know if we voted for you uh, did we vote for it Nobody voted yet. No one's voted yet. I was no, just I mean on, on parents on the ultimate boon. Did we? Because if that doesn't get voted, then I think then you then can alter your... <laughs> you can double dip. Yeah, you uh, can well, double dip that. <laughs> Zach, Alex, I'm, I'm happy with the points I presented. Do either of you no, want to pick it? My point is the only good point. Right, yeah, I like my point as well. I think there are a lot of strong rescue from with rescues from without in this book because there are so many strong characters who come in and save other characters. 
They are strong, independent characters that don't they're need They're always no willing to save each other, and they're never willing to communicate, and I hate it. <laughs> All right, give us, give us the Ryan recap. So I said um, – Oh my god, what did I say? I don't know. Uh, he wants me, he oh my wants god. Me recap, so uh, like... You picked ran skimming, which is not the term that I'd heard before. But chasing. Now oh, ran skimming the little fat man. Yeah. yeah. Thank and you. And I chose the uh, burning, escaping the burning palace and being rescued by the sa- Bale's sailors. Yes. And I picked the uh, no longer having the Amarlin no longer having her magic for how they get past the uh, new Amarlin and then. Gwen letting them go. You're saying you? Oh, you're saying uh, Gal uh, Gwen? Okay, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Gawain, Gwen. So you're talking about man, like talking about the Green Knight. All right. So, uh, what about Lanfear saving Rand uh, by sending Trollocs and a, and a Fade to defend him? And little. Oh, from the beginning him. of the book? No, that's garbage. <laughs> uh, so this means it has to be at the it, 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 it is a rescue but the, the Campbell step and not that we're purists by any means but uh, the Campbell steps that uh, argues that you're rescued from you've accomplished your boon and then there's still something that's going to hurt you so someone else needs to come in and save you from what right what whether it's the fires of Mount Doom or one could think the, eagles if one were so inclined uh, okay. <laughs> All right. Um, shit, I'm going Alex. I am going Zach. Jack, I liked yours, uh, but I'm going Zach. Um, so I don't know if you guys split it or if, or if you're the deciding vote. Then, Jack. Uh, well, well, it's two points. So we, uh, we kind of awkwardly made you guys pick them together. Um, oh, sorry. <laughs> I, I think... Alex has the best magical flight. I think I had the best rescue from without. But if I had to, if I had to award them together, I'd pick Alex. I like okay, yeah. I, I liked Bale Doman's, uh Yeah, but uh, okay, okay. I, I can. I they would have burned alive inside that palace. I, yeah. I, I'm not. I'm not saying it isn't one, Alex or Zach. Sorry, I'm just <laughs> saying that I think Alex. Maybe it's because Alex is the benefit of picking the uh, technical primary character. But his flight is more magical, and we're doing them paired. His so. his his rescue isn't even a real person; it's an item. I, I, I agree. I th- I don't think Alex had the strongest rescue from without. I still think I did. But that, yeah, that's that's so. Let's split it then. We'll give. Uh, I I'm willing to give Alex the first one and Zach the second one. And Jack, you're just. Uh... I, I I will accept that I am shit out of luck, my friends. Okay, well, you okay? You okay, Darren? With that division, with only three points left, uh, we are all tied at four apiece. Oh, oh wow! Yeah. Oh god damn it, we are. I thought I was yes. still one ahead. That is wonderful. Oh, brother Dan, with your extra point there. Hey, hey, buddy. Oh, hey, this has been a great episode. Tune in next time as we get to the end conclusion. <laughs> I'm sw- yeah, yeah. Bye. Painters. Next week. Yeah. All right. The next step is crossing the return threshold. This is fully leaving the world of adventure and now sharing what gift you have with the rest of the world. Uh, And Zach and Jack, I don't know about you, but I think that there's only one that fits the step as fully as this does. But Perrin um, now declaring the two rivers off limits, kicking the white cloaks out, 
and basically setting himself up as lord of this new country is sharing that ultimate boon, you know, sharing all the Trollocs being gone and, Wifedom. you know, it's setting up a new normal. Uh, yeah, the, yeah, I mean, we, I think we can all agree that that's probably the best one. I'm going to scramble here for a second and try and think if I can think of a, another one. I don't know if we can award this if it's the singular one, but the only thing that I think comes close um, is that, sorry, I dropped something important. The, my important, I mean something I was playing with. Um, the, uh, the only thing that comes close is how Rand is returning from the wastes with the Aiel in tow, right? Yes. It, he's he's yes. crossing that return threshold out of the wastes with a whole army in tow, which was, you know, the purpose, his boon, was to gain that army, and now he's literally returning to these other countries with the gift of the boon. That's a good but, we, but we don't get to see that yet is yeah. the problem. Good point. But also, is it like, if, is it a boon if it's not the entire army? Uh, we, we, well, we, yeah, we, I, I think I'd still be, yeah. I'd rather have 80% of the IEL forces behind me than 0% of the IEL <laughs> forces behind me. And they, yeah. wasn't it just one clan that went all the way and burned the tree down? Uh, or that, no, not burn the tree down, sorry. Attack the guy who cut the tree down. Uh, yeah, those clan, those, those clan MAGA. No, I think, no. no, 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 I think there was, I think there was a few, uh, a few different, it wasn't multiple, it was no, like, but the, the first a few different steps or ones marching across the, yeah, but not all the clans, so Zach but it wasn't, was, yeah, yeah, it was a fraction, and now Rand's got, you know, <laughs> this much of it behind him, including, uh, like, women and children, right? Yeah. yeah, but we can't even agree on what Rand's ultimate boon actually was. No, agreeing is not necessary. I've told you what it is. You <laughs> the sweet it. tattoos, man. The sweet <laughs> tattoos. No, the boon was getting the armies. The uh, atonement was the presentation of his 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 new ink. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it Rand, Rand, sir. I mean, of our of our characters, Rand and Matt are together. So, it, right, Rand's new normal is going to be everyone's new normal. Perrin is separate uh, and doing his own thing, which is why I think Alex, right, the point Alex brought up is the the one that we would default to. Um, the only other characters that major characters that we're following are Elaine and Nynaeve, and I really don't think there's right. I don't know quite where they're going but they're about to return to a very different normal with their a very the different tower. white tower yeah. yes the tower is gone so they, I, they I, certainly I, have they you have keep no that way. all in mind jack you keep that all in mind I, who knows where they're actually going to end up because no one necessarily has to reach their destination but we don't see a crossing of the threshold return threshold for them here and it's not going to exist anyway yeah so um, kevin's got a good point here he says, Rand somewhat abandons being the Dragon Reborn in Book 4, but returns to being the Dragon Reborn with the Aiel, his glass columns, knowledge, and a new teacher. True, Kev. That seems like a return to me. <laughs> yeah, I think that's... Well said, mate. Kev, did you know, if you knew you were agreeing with Zach, do you want to rewrite that to <laughs> chat? Uh, no, it's been ensconced in YouTube history. I don't, I don't know if I agree, at least as a first-time reader, that Rand was abandoning being the Dragon Reborn. He's still, it's still very much at the forefront of his, his mind. Uh, right? He definitely abandons it, uh, not in this book, but in the previous books, right? And that's what I think he's mentioned. He's not talking about just book four. Well, no, I think he is talking about this. He's talking about his time in the waste. But Rand, Rand actually resists the urge to split himself and take yep. on an Aiel persona. Oh, he okay, keeps his coat. 
even though it's deeply impractical and a terrible decision, and refuses Ruhark's Ruhark's advice that he should appear Aiel in order to convince them in Ranset. Right, and because the Aiel specifically say that the dragon reborn might not be he who comes with the dawn, and Ran basically says, I am this, I am And also this. You have no choice, right. This is it was yeah. It was like an epic side quest in the video game. I, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not trying to knock your opinion, Kev. It's just my how I read it. He's multi-classing, and it's going well so far. Yeah, I agree with Kevin's point or Kev's point. I think he's right. Like he he knows he's a dragon reborn, but he needs to be this other thing now. While he's not disregarding the dragon reborn entirely, he is fully going with this Kara Karn. Um. He's trying to fulfill that prophecy. I, I, and I agree with you there that he's not following Moraine's ideal of what the dragon reborn is. I just think that Rand has tied being the dragon so inherently into his personality by claiming Kalimdor that it's still at the forefront. Right? He's not yeah. He's not going to the Aeol ways to claim an army for any other reason than he goes, right, I have to move fast. I have to do what the Forsaken aren't predicting. Moraine is wrong to say that what I should be doing is going to, to war in the south. The right move is to go north. But and I, I don't view that as an abnegation of his position personally. At the end of this, I think we can come to an agreement that his that return from his time in the wastes is truly a crossing of the return threshold. I, I don't think we get an establishment of what Rand's new normal is. His life is in so much turmoil that by the time we see him in the beginning of the next book, he's not he's not going back to tier with his army to regain a power base. He's on to something new. We know he'll go back to Tyr eventually, but I didn't get the impression that that was his next move. We don't know. I don't know what his next move is. I don't know. He walks out of there with, um, with the maidens. Uh, aren't they pledged yeah, to his, him? Yeah, they're his they're like personal bodyguard, bodyguard because he's the daughter of a maiden. I mean, son of son of a maiden. So he. I mean, from that 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 is the new normal now. Is he he has an entourage? He is now everywhere he goes. It's he is like P Diddy, or he's like Beyonce. You know, he never he never he never lost his. He's had an ideal entourage the entire time. I don't think he's returning to that. Okay. Okay. Village has a great point. Village mattress, our sponsor. Says and also read the prophecies of the dragon, and that was emphasized early in the book. To plan the move he made to the Ariel Waste. So his, Once again, he, specifically against Maureen's advice, because sorry, I know you said I was a bull in a china shop earlier, but I, I just I get so frustrated with Moraine throughout every from like onwards from book two, I have found her to be acting against her own interests and not learning lessons that I feel she should have already learned by Well, now. do you, all right, Jack, do you think that Maureen is entirely good? Like uh, all right, I mean, what is your prediction? Uh, if I was putting her on a D&D &D alignment chart, I would say that Moraine is chaotic good for an Aes Sedai. She's doing what she believes is best at the cost of anything to right? Okay. okay. And, I, and she doesn't even, right, she's not viewing other people as people, which I would guess is going to be her hubristic fatal flaw. And ultimately what she's, the lesson that she has to learn in order to be a better advisor to Rand and get us to where we need to go. <laughs> hubristic. Hey, Has right, she so been an overall boost to Ran? Or? They'd all be dead without her, so undoubtedly. But I okay. think I think at some point, right? I mean, we watch it happen in book three. She goes from being outside of a little bit of intervention there with some uh, 
Balefire. Damn it, Zach, you've got me doing it. Uh, <laughs> just to save him that... Right. Right. She ran... Book three is distinctly about Rand stepping out from his relationship with her. And book four is her trying to reestablish that dominance rather than trying to come to new terms with Rand, even when she... Mm. Right, she pays lip service to it and then distinctly doesn't do it. Enough of, this, awesome. enough of this tier. No, fuck it. I like Jack. Yeah. I like talking to Jack about this. This is the fun of having, exactly. <laughs> fun of having somebody who doesn't have All right, first time reader. Let's see, let's see, let's see. What do you think of Asmodian, huh? No, I'm just kidding. All right. <laughs> uh, fatal flaw. Like, I, that's like, God, I'm thinking about like... Well, I, I just said a word and then defined the word after it. Because yeah, didn't, it was very <laughs> revolutionary. The same thing. They mean the same well, thing. It just sounds better said together. Hmm. Let so me ask guess, you. Uh, uh, let me ask you real fast before we jump. Real, I mean, we're sharing the show. We. Um, I generally ask five quick questions to reestablish our new best friends. Let me just ask you guys one question here. You walk into a bar. There are three very drunk, but very like happily lugubrious will spill their guts kind of drunk uh, patrons at the bar. At one table is uh, Lan. At one table is Tam Althor. And at one table is Asmodian. You have one hour with these guys before they just pass out happily. And you can only sit at one table. Where Whose table will you sit at and why? Still Tam question. for the dad jokes. Question Still Tam for the dad jokes. Do they, do they lead the conversation? My answer has not changed. Okay. Do they lead the conversation? Or do you get like to ask questions and they answer you can ask whatever you want? Yes, because I feel like Asmodian is the most most likely to get off tangent. So, like, I wouldn't necessarily get, even though he might have the most inf interesting stuff to do his long life, he's most likely to get off tangent from things I didn't wasn't asking about. Whereas I feel like Lan uh, has this sort of. Uh, Aragorn sort of Strider thing that I would probably end up choosing. I'd probably choose Land. Which, well, I think last time you said you wanted Land's dark horror stories. Is Aragorn a good communicator? No, <laughs> no, that's not what I. That's not <laughs> why I'm choosing it. I'm, I'm choosing it because of his types of experiences, and if I'm getting if I'm getting a moment of good communication, that's what I want. I'm so, shocked you guys don't want to hang out with Asmodian. He lived in the age of legends. Yes. He's he, a storyteller, too. He's going to have the best story about the age and of legends. And he's a forsaken. What's that? He's going to get up. He's going to lie to you. I don't care. You're not going to trust anything. An amazing story I, about the I'm going to ask him what the hell the, the like, Joe cars or whatever they're called are, and he is going to find some cars or the Jetson planes. Jetson cars. No, we're to assume that they are like happily feeding their knowledge they are the last the, the night before a, an electric chair where they're spilling their guts they're they're happy to spill anything they know and everyone's like yeah tam or land oh, like well, no, no. if, they, if they're gonna tell me if they if they're gonna tell me the truth and i can ask anything osmodian because yeah you can answer me infinite questions to get off topic right but if, if i'm just gonna have a beer with them still gonna pick tam I don't think you could get everything okay. in an hour that you would really want out of Asmodian. And I feel like if I only had an hour, I would still pick Lan because I feel like my interactions with that character after that point could be better 
grounded from what I learned, whereas in, I'm not really trying to develop any sort of relationship with any sort of Asmodian. So a friendship with Lan based on the things I learn about an hour while he's drunk, way better. Lan's going to give me a bunch of toxic ideas about masculinity, and I'm going to be... They're no, not no. toxic, they're right, and you're wrong. <laughs> no, I can imagine Lance pulling out a picture saying, this is uh, the last picture of my mom and dad. This is... Uh, <laughs> I feel like... I stare at this picture before mm. I go to bed at night. Maureen doesn't know this, but uh, yeah. Well, actually, I, know. I guarantee is you, it Lan both? would tell you about the last Joe Rogan episode in detail. <laughs> well, but it, it, I guess if, if this is book four, Lan, book four, Tim, and end of book four, Asmodian, Lan's just going to want to talk about Nynaeve the whole time. <laughs> right, right. Mm. You see that braid? You see how she tugs that braid? <laughs> Every time she tugs that braid, it kind of tugs my, my, my wiener. All right. That's good. <laughs> Good segues. I love this, these segues we have. Hey. Uh, is that a segue? You guys you, you guys are adult. I mean, you guys do have an E in front of your thing sometimes, right? You say uh, shit sometimes. Oh. Or, I mean, do we yeah. have an E? God, yeah. No, okay, okay. Shit for me, Timber. E for everyone. We, we, okay. we can't edit around some of the stuff Zach says. Alex, what <laughs> okay, about you? Okay, okay. Speaking of. What was that? Oh, I was, your, your curse words are shiver me timbers and what in tarnations? <laughs> what yeah. in tarnation? Yeah. The um, ca- confounded. Do we, do we need a second Ryan recap here or are you guys ready yes. to give us a Yeah, do, yeah, do a Ryan yes. recap. Sure. Can, can we get a Ryan recap Zach, for myself? I don't even remember what my point was. So, uh, Zach, wait, Zach, can you tell us what Alex, Alex and Jack's arguments were, Zach? For what <laughs> part? Just Crossing the return right. threshold. <laughs> Did we make our arguments? Chat, did we make our arguments yet? We did. Yeah, Zach, you don't remember either. Alex, yeah, no, oh, it was, oh, it was, oh, it, it was, was um, it was Perrin. It was Perrin. Uh, it was Rand. And I didn't have one because and I didn't, didn't have one. And, yeah. and Betty Crocker. <laughs> yeah, Alex was, was Alex was Perrin's, uh, and it was completely making the two rivers into his own. Jack didn't have one, and mine was Rand coming back from the IOA. Well, I I had the Jack same didn't one have as Alex. One. Move on. Well, no, no, Jack, Jack, you have five seconds. Come up with one. I tried to. I I, that, I walked you through it. I couldn't, I couldn't think of. I couldn't think of anyone. I wrote down Perrin. Alex, Alex and I, Alex and I have the same point. All right. Well, you guys right. are both wrong, Zach. Even though you're you're admired and hate, I give you. You're admired and hate. Uh, I. I I will. I will uh, agree. Uh, getting an IA army it, around you, everywhere you move, suddenly you are a general, uh, is a new normal for Rand. It seems. So uh, yeah, it's it's okay. Being wrong is part of the learning process, guys. Mm. Well, we you didn't even you didn't even, <laughs> you didn't even you didn't even you didn't even run that race. <laughs> it, <laughs> so. If we go back to our first episodes, we never got any of the steps wrong. So you can use them as a factual from episode one. <laughs> uh, please start with our later episodes. I prefer I prefer our current ideas. Like any good journey. podcast, it's best listen to most recent moves backwards. Always. And, or there's the Hero's Journey wiki. Yeah, if you really don't feel like listening to us, you could just spend 15 minutes on the wiki and save yourself a lot of time. Just go through the wiki. You know, I'm sure we have it all broken down. So we got two steps left, and I think these are going to be the hardest for anyone to argue, um, but let's give it a go. So our second to last is Master of Two Worlds. Our hero has gone on a quest and mastered a world, but they also had mastered a world already at home. 
Um, so, you know, this is tough. I think an easy, like a low blow one would be to go with Perrin. Um, mm -hmm. We're going to keep coming back to that well for as long as it's available. All right. Well, let's all, let's all not go to that one, Alex. What are you, uh, what are so, you proposing elsewise? So we could have um, Rand being both the Dragon Reborn and then declaring himself the Karakar and mastering that Aiel world. Mastering in huge quotes there. He, he's not a master of it yet, but, you know, mastering. And then mastering the uh, wetlands as well, being the Dragon Reborn. Zach, you got one? Give me a second. I've got half of one. Uh, so my pick, even though once again, like Alex, I think that these are all a little bit fuzzy here because we're relatively early in a long series so no one gets fully arced out which is normally where these last two steps come in mm -hmm. uh but elaine i thought made really good progress in a little bit of both of her worlds right both as a ruler and as an Aes Sedai. she her time in tanchico kind of acts as a guide of what not to do and a bit of a reality check on what ruling looks like outside of andor and she also between her time with the sail mistresses and through their adventure, she gets it a lot less than Nynaeve, but she is still growing in her powers as an Aes Sedai and working towards that mastery. And we didn't talk about Elaine much, so. <laughs> Maybe I should let you go first, because I was going to use Egwene and use that she's uh, developing her interpersonal relationships with the other girls on the trip. Uh, well, not just the other girls, the other people on the trip, right? Because she's awfully kind of a, uh, a bristly personality and she has a hard time interacting with people. Um, she just kind of expects to be listened to, and that can rub a lot of people the wrong way. And by the end of the book, do she's... you mean Nynaeve? Yes. What did I say? You, you said, said Nynaeve. Nynaeve. Oh, yeah. No, sorry, Nynaeve. Nynaeve. Yeah. Um, Nynaeve, who is uh, uh, who's obviously very prickly in many instances. She's and she kind of is thinks that she should be in charge of the girls right at the beginning of uh, of their kind of adventures. She just assumes that she's going to be listened to, but by the end, it's very much a partnership. Um, so I think she started to master that interpersonal. And then she's also obviously uh, become not necessarily the master, but again, has become extremely confident and aware of her own magical abilities. Yeah, I, I guess my, my failing with Nynaeve, my view on the Nynaeve's failing is that she doesn't get over her problems with the boys. She keeps trying to boss them around and she's not, right? She gets over her problem with uh, the Sanchin, Sanchin. Mm -hmm. woman so she she definitely as you said makes progress with her female relationships but i feel like she really lacks that other half of learning well, to interact with people. how much real interactions does she get with the boys she browbeats them constantly and learns no lessons about learning to respect their individual usefulnesses well i my thoughts jumped to zach's as well and i i think that Nynaeve, uh with her being leveling up so much in the power and yet still um, still not being like the, the head of the Aes Sedai. Not, it, it, you know, she is still part of their system, but defeated a Forsaken. And also with her passing the, the bands on to Bael Dolman and, and requesting that he dump him in the middle of the sea, I think that that, to me, um, yeah, I was leaning towards Zach's point. Um, I mean, so go ahead and argue against it because that's I, I, he's I, winning. I supplied a bit of my point, uh, but for Village Mattress, I don't know about you guys, but I think my problem with Egwene, Egwene, 
um, having a mastery of two worlds, right? Both the real world and Telerinriad. We don't really get to see her achieve a sort of catharsis in either world this book. I assume it's coming, but yes. we really get to see Perrin grow in his power in Telerinriad. And we're told that Egwene is growing. Egwene is growing, but we don't see her accomplish anything powerful or amazing through Telerinriad. And we don't really, right? We spend actually more time with Nynaeve do, in her meeting with Brigitte doing something impressive there. Mm -hmm. and right if I anything think, she's reminded of how little she knows yeah constantly and in, and in the real world because we spend all that time focusing on ran at that ultimate battle we don't get to see Egwene come into her own in any way right she doesn't impress we don't get a chapter where she impresses the wise ones and proves herself some way there she's just sort of around this book which is a shame because she's I, I think it's something that they miss, and I hope why I'm a little worried with us leaving the waste that I won't we won't get those a moment of catharsis for her as part of this journey. We'll just get that Telerin Riyadh bit later when she keeps spending her time there. Ruffo. Ruffo. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm aware. I'm aware, Zach. Thanks. Yeah. Uh oh, do you she... Brother Dan, you want to show him your Rafo tattoo? <laughs> yeah, um, yep. <laughs> oh, oh God! I, you know, I'll I'll post it in the chat. <laughs> that seems like a Patreon thing. But. Yeah, uh, but Alex, Zach's about to run away with this here. So, you you have any more arguments against this point? Because I'd really rather one of us get it here. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um, I think Rand. We we've talked about how he gets that honor guard right and. I think even though he hasn't really mastered the ideal world, he doesn't know everything about it. He's done enough there that they all respect him and view him as the leader. He's already king in tier and widely recognized, at least widely enough recognized by uh, Moraine, several of the Aes Sedai, the Tarians, and probably some other people. You know, they have um, the people of the dragon, the prophets is mentioned a couple times. So he's, he's recognized both, as both. Okay. So the problem with, while he is the king in tier, right? One of the reasons he leaves tier is because the plotting of the nobles is like going to really undermine his authority. And that's continuing while he's out in the waste, right? One of his reasons that he tries to get away from it is because he doesn't want to be mired down in that conflict. But at the same time, that doesn't mean he's having this like solid base of support that is, propping up his regime while he's away well calendar is a metaphorical bookmark that he just places <laughs> back into the yeah but even when he's there wielding the sword. yeah but so, he goes back. away i think you're so, just having his politicking i think moraine well, and tom both say like oh my god he did really good job politicking there splitting up the leaders of tier correctly to uh set himself up well Moraine actually, I think, goes, man, Tom must have still managed to slip him a note. But uh, I guess just for uh, Brother Dan, Ryan, and our listeners, we're actually normally pretty big fans of trying to put the Master of Two Worlds into a capstone, right? For Perrin, we often say it's the hammer and the axe as the book beats you over the head with. Um, mm -hmm. For me, for Elaine, it's both Ruler and Aes Sedai. Zach and Alex, do you have a good way of summing up your two worlds for your characters here? Mm -hmm. Dragon Reborn and Karakarn. Yeah. And Zach? Because this is where I'm really hoping to stump Zach. <laughs> yeah, like, 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 like Wolf Brother and Vegetarian. Yeah. Dream, yes. dream, yeah. Oh, hmm. No, I think there is one. Give me a second. Uh, I, 
Can we get some Jeopardy music playing here? Aes <laughs> Sedai is obviously one, and the Aes Sedai encompasses magic, so we're going to keep that. Yeah. The other the other one is, it doesn't have a, a catchy little word to it, but there's the idea is still there, so somebody else can think of the word. It's it's the interpersonal skills, right? It's 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 being likable Charisma. because you gotta you gotta say Edmunds Fielder being an Edmunds Fielder. Yeah, but Charisma? even when she but she's she's slightly abandoning the Edmund Fieldishness. Yeah, she's growing further away from away from it. I don't think right it's her. the Edmund Fieldy. I think it's the charisma, the like, and charisma is not even the right word because. But is that a world she's trying to math? Is she trying no, to become she more like? No, there's plenty of instances when she's interacting with the other characters where she starts to fall into her old ways of being whatever the wise woman yeah. or whatever they called her the, the, the wisdom, healer, the wisdom, the wisdom at Two Rivers. Um, where she just assumed that she got away and she browbeat everybody that she then and she does that her. repeatedly throughout no, this book continuously. Would, she's funny. changing. I, would, I thought you were saying. I don't think like, she is if, yet. If you said no, she's same, still a bully. She she is still on, a bully. Zach, if you said the same thing but you described Egwin, I would have been. I thought I literally thought you were talking about Egwin because she's the character who like seeks sets out of Edmondsfield and is most adaptable and most. Oh yeah, I agree with that. But I'm saying Nynaeve, there's instances where she tries to do something, right? And she goes, uh, I shouldn't be like that. No, not really. <laughs> you give me any? Right? Uh, she over she overcomes her prejudice with the Sean Sean Chin woman, yeah. which is important, Maybe. but it's not about that's not being about her likability. That's her being able to look past other people's past and giving them the benefit of the doubt, right? That's her fighting her prejudices, which is what comes in more with Alex's Edmunds Field way, right? Mm -hmm. it, it's moving against that, becoming a person of the world, and denies Zach, that. I think your argument makes sense if you were able to get into spoilers, and I don't think... Yeah, okay. What I was trying to do before Jack so rudely interrupted was <laughs> finish refuting Alex's point, which was that... Yeah, his, fuck that point. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I guess if that's the case, we don't really need to talk about this. No, I no, I was leaning towards Alex. No, you get you gotta you gotta earn it. Oh, oh man, I, I push you. We I pu we push you more towards Alex. Damn. Yep. Yep. The, yep. The Aiel have obviously he okay. He has showcased that he is the one. He's the Cairo Khan. He's the one who comes with Dawn, right? But that doesn't imply the same sort of like subservience of like slave to Kane or subject to Kane. It's it's That's chief it's 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 head chieftain to clan uh chieftains and clan members. It's not yeah. the same kind of relationship. And I it don't doesn't have to be though. I think like being recognizing him recognizing that he is clan chief and not king is part of him mastering that world. No, I... because I don't think he's 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 gotten enough information. Like he's got that history and he's broken them, yes. But he he doesn't he's not fully able to navigate the the, the socio political streams of the Aiel uh, yet. He's still very much a new fish in those waters. Yeah, like I mean, he went to a meeting and he poured too much water. Yeah, <laughs> well, like, was like fucking shunned him for like, yeah. So I pour a, I gotta pour the right amount of water. So Alex, I agree with you that he masters the Aiel and he masters being the Karakhan. But I, for me, I guess it's just the same as being the Dragon Reborn. It's the same thing he did in, right? To me, this is still very similar to what he did in Tyr. He has he a master being in the Karakhan because he doesn't no, know how to prophesy. Well, he, doesn't, he doesn't have all, but he bulldozes it. He says being, right, as as the prophecy says, the Karakhan will break the Aeol. Yes, 
But that right. doesn't mean but it's the same, but it's the same world. He did what he did in tier. He showed up, displayed his power. The perfect Karakon would know would would have to come to an understanding of the different clans and what they're good at and who to send to do this job and who to send to do this job and how to bring the people together. Where really all he's done is yes, build a faction behind him, but he he doesn't have the familiarity that he needs to be the master of that world. He's still very much an outsider looking in. So oh, no, no one has mastered worlds yet. Is that what we're saying? Because I think we're all poking holes in each other's arguments. I, I, yeah, I, I, I think right, we do need right. to move on. Yeah. Right. Well, I got a question for Jack. Um, Alex sure. had said that Rand went to the IO Waste to fulfill prophecy. Do you think that is why he went to the IO Waste? Uh, well, from what I know, Rand read the dragon's prophecies had been told that this is what he needed to do. And right, he didn't know that he was going there to learn more about who he really is. In his perspective, he was just trying to pivot, at, at least at the beginning, pivot, pivot uh, and fulfill another <laughs> set of prophecies and acquire him more, more power that he needs. But just for me, that's still the same world he was playing in in tier, just in a different location. All right, so, so now to, to that end, what does it mean to have already known a prophecy and then fulfill the prophecy like well self-fulfilling prophecy would uh, let i don't want to start down the discussion of what free will means in this universe i do <laughs> no no come on we're, 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 we've we been out time. three hours <laughs> no, come no, on. No, no no this is gonna get me to my my argument that the dark one is the good guy we're not doing this yeah, right now can't. what <laughs> But you know what? We'll have he offers right. a gender-neutral power stream that would, if he wasn't a bastard, would fix all of the problems in this yes! world. Yeah! Right, right. We'll We're, have, not we'll have the, We're not doing we'll, this. We will have you guys on for a tavern Holy talk, though, shit. where we we'll will talk. Yeah, Jack, we'll talk. We'll talk has to be post, it has to be post his reading, though. Yeah. Not necessarily. No, we can. We can. No, we can no, explore no, theories now. Yeah, no. This is amazing. Yeah, that's. Yeah, I. I we're we're fine very disciplined. Yeah. Um. I am. Um. All right. I am giving my point to Jesus. to Zach. Wow. Fair enough. Ryan, unless you got a unless you only only because Perrin isn't in the uh, argument here because it seems yeah, like he's too obvious. Yeah, this is Perrin's story, and Perrin, uh, yeah, uh, it if Perrin was in there, he would have gotten it. Yeah, yeah I think I, I do I, think that, um, I gotta say, Rand, being influenced by outside knowledge, all of Zach's points fell apart when we, I questioned him on it. Not even doesn't change at all. Well, yes! Alex, well, Alex, I mean, so what Rand did is he did what every clan chief does, they all see the same thing. Mm -hmm. They all see the same thing. Is he that just, for sure? Yeah. They see their own ancestors. Their ancestors they see different but similar the, things. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, no, so, everything. Yeah, but I mean, no, like, but I mean, they all see the, 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 the history. Yeah, they all, it's their own personalized thing, but they all see they the all same thing. They all go back thing. to pre-breaking. Right, right. But maybe like, sort of maybe pre-breaking your family lineage had you like working in some sort of futuristic kitchen. But, but yeah, I, this, this, but, this is this is my own fault. You're you're awarding the point to Zach. I cannot argue with the judge. Yeah, with 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 Nynaeve magically besting a Forsaken in a realm that she was not a master of before. I would say she's certainly a master of now. Yep. Point to Nynaeve. Point to Zach. 
Well, All right, so luckily, ninety eight uh, best thing forsaken. Alex, what was yours again? It was uh, Rand being the dragon reborn in the Karakarn. And Jack. And mine was Elaine, both learning more about being a ruler and learning more about being an Aes Sedai. Boring. Yeah, Alex, I give you the <laughs> point because I, yeah. I do believe that that's the, the magnitude of what you're saying is like is is dramatically huge, and I think that yeah, I'm giving you the points. All right. So are we still yeah. tied? Yeah. Shit. Where are we at? Well, uh, well, if if we're awarding both your points together, I think Zach is technically up one to Alex now. Yes. Oh, God. Oh, and, are you gonna go to bed at night knowing this, brother Dan? <laughs> you let this this last one is worth five points, though, guys. No, you know, no, no. <laughs> yeah, this is a uh, bonus. Well, this is our. Well, no one win. gets this one, so it's not. <laughs> <laughs> in in as Zach said, in book Very, series, basically no one ever gets it. Yeah. yeah so, <laughs> so, so this is the final book of a series. Uh, yeah, you're not getting the freedom to live. So freedom to live is typically not defined the way we define it. The way we define it is freedom from outside influences to live your life as you want to now. Uh, <laughs> you know, our heroes have a lot of outside influences on them throughout the whole journey. And then hopefully by the end of it, they can do what they want now and not what the world or other people are pressuring them to do. So whoever gains the most autonomy. Yeah. yeah, functionally. Okay. And technically, the actual Campbell step is freedom from death, but that's weird and boring. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. fit into us. All three of you guys are going to say men, right? Uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> I think we've come to a trio agreement that there's. I, I, I've got I've got an argument prepped. It's not a good one, but I've got an argument prepped. Let me tear it down after you do it. Let's do it. Okay, let's do this for nice, fun. There's no autonomy. Um, I think I so 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 there is there is no autonomy in this world. But my argument was for uh, Su Chain. God, I'm good about Swan Sun Swan 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 Chain. That in being settled and picking her own path, she has become right freed from all these previous constraints and is. Picking her new way forward. This is it, ridiculous because her new way forward is to stop Elida from being Amalyn Seed and put someone else back there. That's yeah, her plan. Is her goal. Goal. Is I got to get rid of that bitch. Person. Yeah, but she's but she is picking her own goals. She is severed from the from the she power is that was blue. the dominating person in her in her life. She, she is a blue, and her cause. Uh, du jour now is her own justice. I'm sorry, Vengeance. Kevin, Kevin says the pattern says no. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Look, it's not a good argument in a world where no one has any free will, but she's the only <laughs> right. character I thought picking their, found picking their own way at the end of the book. Oh okay, God, I need to have a beer with Jack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I uh, Dan know. already booked me out for some weird puppet stuff later, so we'll have to find hey, yeah. Yes, hey, but... yeah, yeah, just wash your hands afterwards. I'll send you video. As always, Ryan. Look, it, it's loose, but we've we've tried yeah. to argue looser before for freedom to live. If, are we still talking about the point? Or are we talking about brother? Dan? Yeah, no, we're talking about. The point. <laughs> okay, cool. All right, cool. I mean, do I do either of you have anything better you can come up with? I have nothing at all. Sorry. Uh, then I am clearing victory by default of being the only one to show up with the proper notes. <laughs> But that's okay, because Zach wins. Zach had six points. Jack and I both have five. 
Congratulations. Congratulations. I'm, all right. Well, I mean, if that last one was going to get a point, I was going to give it to Jack because I'm a fan. Of that, 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 that is, that, that, that is, is still yeah. putting me at, that's still putting me at five, unfortunately. Mother effer. <sighs> well, was that right? All right, Zach, oh. all right, Zach like you, the turn crowd on goes mild. <laughs> like, so, yeah, Zach, you can now turn on your massaging chair. I'd like to, yeah. I'd like to thank uh, the way the leaf for this victory. Um, it means a lot. You earned it, kid. I have a recorded audio clip of me saying that Zach will be surely insufferable after this, and that applies once again here. Hey. <laughs> yes. happens, every, happens when I win every week. So tune in you know, and listen to us. <laughs> Zach was a come from behind. Uh, he only had one he point at the beginning. He was a slow starter. Yeah, no, he, he, he had to like, figure out how to win over Brother Dan and I psychologically. I watched him play us like fucking Survivor <laughs> Island. Yeah, yeah. You like I mean, that nudist in the first season of Survivor Island? <laughs> uh, I got that reference. <laughs> and, and if you get that reference then you good job well, thanks so much for having us on guys this has been a blast yes. Well, and thank you for sharing your show with us as well this is uh, I have enjoyed this I uh, we will always be a judge if you guys want uh, for these five. things are, yeah I think yes. this is fun um, you guys are, are a blast and I want you on our show for our uh, so we can just talk not Joseph Campbell shit we can just talk Spoiler, uh, not like full spoiler, but <laughs> no, like your, like your, your spoiler, Jack. Like you okay. tell me what you, your predictions and all this stuff. I, I, I like that stuff and uh, our, our audience does as well. So thank awesome. you for being on, guys. Yeah, we appreciate being on. Thank it's you, always Alex. fun to talk about books. Maybe, uh, maybe we'll pull you guys away from, because you guys are mostly Wheel of Time exclusive, right? Hence the name. Yeah, oh, I, I'm, a, I'm a fan of Russian authors. Yeah, Ryan likes Russian authors. I like uh, other stuff <laughs> because I feel like uh, I feel like we get in our personal uh, most heated debates when we're discussing Sanderson. So if you guys ever uh, yes, are in absolutely. in the mood for a yeah, fan, huge fan. Let's, let's I think it. all of us have read all easily available Sanderson media. Uh, uh, I am a little bit behind on one or two of them. Okay, okay. well, I besides- can uh, I can also do a Song of Ice and Fire if you guys are, are down with any of that. I'm uh, pretty versed on that. Yeah, sure. So once my, it finishes, my personal problem <laughs> with a Song of Ice and Fire is I started reading in high school and I. I kind of have a thing where if I'm reading a book series, I don't want to watch the movie or the TV show. So yep. I didn't watch the TV show because I said, I'll just finish the series and then I'll go watch the TV show. And I still have not watched the TV show and I'm waiting for the remainder of the books. So, so when Zach dies of old age, you'll <laughs> I watched up to season five and I said, all right, I'm not watching past where the books were. And then I was watching Sports Center, and For Sports Center spoilers. spoiled me. Spoilers. <laughs> and I was the like, Facebook, "Are the you kidding me?" Look at that yeah. touchdown! How about that time when Daenerys is like, the touchdown up fucking Jon Snow? They're like, "So Jon Snow is alive, huh?" And I was like, "Well, fuck you, you suck." I so saw. I watched it. Uh, and uh, audience members, if you uh, if you ever think of any stumpers, you can always hit us up. Alex loves uh, loves sitting around on our Twitter feed uh, at a underscore heroes underscore journey. Uh, we we genuinely love stumpers when we can get them. They're yeah, really interesting. Uh, our creme posting is, by the way, Eric Argus. It is. 
right. <laughs> Have you guys read the Gormagast trilogies? Ooh, Gormagast. Uh, is it? I, I've just been saying it, Gormagast in my head. It just popped up on a list of things I should be reading. I will. Yes. I will please. Gormagast trilogy. There's that in the Black Company. Have you guys heard of the Black I Company? One, I've read the Grim Company. Maybe the Black Company. Which one have I read? It's by Glenn Cook. Yes, I love the Black Company by Glenn Cook. That is so wonderful. It is like a magical world, but told from like a soldier's point of view. What we should do, Alex and and Ryan and Brother Dan, is I'm sure there might already exist one. Take all the people who no 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 no. (laughs) Mainly because they're I'm not going to be involved in in its creation, but I might participate in it. Uh, taking the other content creators and coming up with some sort of spoiler-free uh, fantasy ranking system where each like podcast can put one to five stars and the, the sheet auto uh, puts the highest scored ones at the top to recommend to other people what to read. I Wheel of Time is just going to be at the top forever. Yeah, right. but <laughs> all of our friends are Wheel uh, of Time go Wheel of Time, Sanderson, Universe, and then then we'll actually get to look at something. But uh, yeah, I Kev, I run out of uh, I run out of good recommendations to read. So, um, and I Kev, just a stumper. Well, there's a stumper is something that doesn't fit in well. There's well, I'm down to revisit Black that's Company. Mom. If you guys want to, if you guys want to do a collab with that, that's fine. We'll throw great. it on the list. Throw it on the list. Yeah. yeah. I love Grim Company, Black Company, whatever it was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I have Black Company. No, I think uh, I think our next. Uh, well, I don't know if it's a major fantasy series, but we're about to dive into the Goblin Emperor, which opens with a traveler's guide. So I'm very curious as to where that's going. Ooh, how fun! What about the Shannara series by Terry Brooks? Terry Ooh, that's that's pretty big, right? Yeah, I think or, the only thing. Um, mm. or we, we put a moratorium. Those will do do himself some black company. Black company's <laughs> good, man. Black company's so uh, good. It's unlike any fantasy book I ever read. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty cool. But we put a moratorium on uh, doing future Dune novels for a while, and yeah, we we're never okay, touch the Sword of are, Truth series. We are done with uh, time travel. We just did Harry <laughs> Potter book uh, three. three, and we are done with time travel. Hopefully, forever. Uh, uh, don't hold your breath buddy (laughs) every time we get into a hero's journey time travel debate it's worse than the pattern because it's like if they knew we're we're, we're big on agency yeah it's it's difficult but Oh, I have not had yet. a backrest this entire time, so uh, my yeah. I want to hear more about Village out. Mattress, and then I want to say goodbye to everybody. <laughs> yeah, really. No, we'll just say we'll just say goodbye now. We don't need another ad, okay. but I'll send you his info. Yeah, it, it, all the details will be in the description of this video. Again, this has been a the way of a hero's journey, a collaboration between <laughs> Leaf and a hero's journey. Hopefully, the hero's, it, the hero's leaf. We will. The heroes, yeah. <laughs> do we get your guarantee to get back at it on book five? We will be here. Looking yes. forward to it. My Let's man. do it. I can't wait to see you and your lamp, Jack. Zach. This was <laughs> very close. This was very close, guys. You guys all presented really strong arguments. So much drama. So much drama. Uh, I, so I'm glad going. to know that after a year of doing this, we've gotten a little bit better. alex jack and zach thank you very much for being on our show and thank you for uh letting us on yours as well 
Yep. Thanks, Ryan. Thanks, Thank Dan. you so much for having right, us. We'll see you guys on Thursday for our first time reader and next thir- next Sunday for Tavern Talk. Guys, we love you. I love and you and I'm proud of you. Bye, <laughs> Thank you and we're sorry. Make good choices. Bye. Bye. Yay! Oh, thank you.